The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, well, let's just say... No, that joke I can't make. Let's just say that he's got to make a journey. Welcome, Jacob. Why, thank you. You tell me later what that joke was. <laughs> Let's just say somebody else would not appreciate that joke. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who... Now, man, I got to be honest. Why did you let the donkey out of the stable for once? Come on, man. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I understand your question. Are you asking... Who let the donkey out? <laughs> oh, thank you. We are getting off to a rolling start tonight. Of course. Uh, so yeah, we are reviewing the star. I think it's from 2017. 2017. Uh, it is a Christian movie about the nativity, and it is interesting. It is an interesting. Movie. It's it, it is far more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Right. So, yeah, are you ready to just go ahead and jump into our spoiler-filled section on this? Yeah, let's do that. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. So this is my first viewing. I did not see this when it was in theaters because, and I'm sure you understand this, I kind of, when I saw the trailer for this movie originally, I thought, oh, it's another one of these Christian movies that's going to try to tell the story of the nativity and they're going to get it wrong. And you're telling me they have talking animals. This is going to be all sorts of weird. Yeah. And it was just not on my list. It's like, this is not going to work. Completely I, but, fair. but I do remember thinking it was odd that a firm films, a no, a, a studio I know does a lot of the Christian films. Mm hmm was partnering with sony pictures animation on this yes not exactly the most conservative film studio <laughs> it happens so it was like this that's odd then of course you watch the opening credits and realize that the jim henson company was also mm -hmm. involved in this and i'm going what strange alchemy it occurred when they were making this film to cause all these three studios to come together that i don't think of as being connected of course i later found out that a firm is actually a uh christian studio that sony owns ah didn't know that yeah i did hmm. find that out Interesting. so they've been handling the distribution so it really made sense for them to work with sony pictures animation to yeah. Save, although this was technically not animated by the normal animation studio Sony Pictures Animation uses. Right. Which is also weird. But anyway, uh, I did not know what to expect going into this other than it's going to be, I figured it was going to be a cheesy, one of these cheesy Christian movies. I'm a Christian. The problem is mm -hmm. most Christian movies are, in my opinion, awful. I know people like some of this stuff mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying for my tastes, most of the stuff is just too preachy. 
Yeah. Ironically, they're, they're, they're more, they're so concerned about getting the Christian statement across that they forget they have to tell a good story. Yeah. So, or they're pushing an agenda, a Christian agenda. Right. And I'm, and even, but even if it's an agenda I agree with, yeah, I don't want it shoved down my throat. Yeah. Agreed. When I go see a movie, I want a good story. Agreed. Strangely enough, despite the fact that this should have been like a no, like across the board, I didn't hate this film, mm-hmm. but we'll get in, we'll get more into that here in a minute. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, just like drew. I, this was my first time viewing it. I think I saw a trailer report and I was like, mm, probably not. And I was like, it looks, it looked interesting, but I didn't have any desire to go see it. So, uh, it got, I, th- I think I threw it on here. I think I did. You, I did. You're the one who put it on the list. I, I did put it on the list. And I was like, you know what? But like, this sounds interesting, but like, it's the nativity scene. How bad can you get? How bad can you get? How bad can you butcher the nativity scene with talking animals? And to its own credit, it's not a terrible film. Yeah. There, there are issues with it. There are animation issues with it. Um, but this I, is a little more cheaply animated than Sony Pictures usually puts yes. out. Yes, but I think it's in some in some ways quality it's a little, it's better than some of their ones that came out yeah. previously. This, but um, a movie. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> Poor Sir Patrick Stewart. Yes, <laughs> but I'd be mean, like, I enjoyed it for what it was, what they were trying to do with it, and I appreciate it. And, and I'm going to say this is a raving movie. I'm going to give, you know, a nine to no, but no, but I mean, I was telling somebody about this movie earlier today mm-hmm. and I said of all of the Christian adaptations of biblical stories yeah. that I have watched over the years, this is probably like the least, I'm not going to say it got the least amount wrong, but where it got stuff wrong it was because of creative license and the need to actually tell the story in a more mm-hmm. compact way because exactly. they got a lot of stuff right. They did far more right than it needed to be for mm-hmm. the story. Agreed. So I can, f- everything they get wrong in this is mm-hmm. like super minor details yeah. that they changed just to keep this where it would make sense in a two hour tale. Yes. So yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into the full thing. Why don't we? Yeah. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the film The Star. Listener discretion is advised. The Star was directed by Timothy Reckart. This was his directorial debut that was not a short. Really? All his other things he's directed have been shorts. Mm. It was written by Carlos Kultkin. It is, the cor- it is based on a story by Simon Moore and Carlos Kultkin. And, of course, the Bible, technically. Yes. Uh, getting into the cast, we've got Stephen Yoon as Bo. Mm-hmm. Boaz. Yeah, Boaz. And in the television show of Invincible, he plays Mark Grayson, the main character. Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought I recognized his voice. Keegan-Michael Key was the voice of Dave, mm, the, the bird. Dove, the dove. <laughs> yes. He's Toad in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, that's right. He is along with he always plays a sidekick. Either it's well, he's so used. He was so used to being a sidekick with Peel. Mm-hmm. 
So before Jordan Peele, before Jordan Peele decided he wanted to direct horror movies now. Yeah. So it has to be something that has to be what it, it is. might be. You'd never know. Yeah. Uh, A.D. Bryant was the voice of Ruth. Mm hmm. And uh, she played a character named Emily Fairfax in Human Resources. The only thing I saw, I didn't oh, okay. recognize anything else. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Didn't even recognize this, to be honest, but it was on her known for. Um, Gina Rodriguez was mm -hmm. the voice of Mary, but she played Velma Dinkley in Scoob. That's right. Zachary Levi was the voice of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And he played Eugene Fitzherbert in Tangled. Or, or Flynn Rider, depending on what part of the story we're in. Yes. Christopher Plummer in what has to be one of his last roles. Oh, that's right. He has passed since. Yeah, this. he did pass. Yes. Uh, he plays Herod in this. Yeah. And one of his other last roles he did uh, was Harlan Thromby in Knives Out. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Knives Out. So good. Ving Rames was the voice of Thaddeus. Uh-huh. The, the camel. Uh, no, no, no. Thaddeus is the, oh, the uh the wolf. The wolf dog. The wolf dog. Yeah, the wolf dog. That's right. And uh he was Luther in the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh-huh. Gabriel Iglesias was the voice of Rufus, the other dog. <laughs> the 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 pity type dog. And he voices the fastest mouse in all Mexico, Speedy Gonzalez yes. in Space Jam, a new legacy. <laughs> That's a horrible impression. Agreed. It's an interesting <laughs> story behind that. You, you go check out his. Uh, I don't remember the name of the special. It's the latest one he did where he's where he sold out Dodger Stadium. Yeah, like he Dodger tells Stadium. out tells the whole oh story. Oh my gosh, so good. And I I read all up about them canceling mm -hmm. Speedy Gonzales. We mentioned it on here. We did. Yeah. And how uh uh the uh the mexicans said no you can't cancel speedy and apparently the me the, the head mexican <laughs> is the one that started it <laughs> or or as a or as a, someone called it, oh, uh uh chris brown chris yeah. brown called him the king of the mexicans <laughs> but yeah if, G if you, gabriel Iglesias is one of my favorite comedians yeah, y'all gotta go check him you're out. not kidding so if, if you want to listen to our reaction to Space Jam and do Legacy, go check it out on wherever you listen to the podcast. Yes, it is back there somewhere. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey was the voice of Deborah. The one, camel. The camel. The camel. The white camel. The white camel. Black woman playing a white camel. It's a camel. <laughs> I know, but I can't. <laughs> it's. Don't read too much into what I'm saying. It's just. It throws it that throws me every time. Sorry. In the color purple, she played Sophia. Yeah, and she had a tendency of giving away a lot of stuff for her own show. She does have she not only had her own television show, she has her own network for a while, a magazine, a media empire. Yeah. And now she's slumming it on 60 minutes. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she well, she was for a time uh reporting on 60 minutes. I say slumming it, I'm being trying trying to be funny and i'm probably failing but either way i don't care about 60 minutes tyler perry was yeah. the voice of cyrus the one of the other camels yes and he is of course medea in uh -huh. the medea films yes and tracy morgan was the voice of felix the stupid camel he was playing be like no no disrespect his words yeah what, what's his name again Trace, uh, tracy morgan tracy morgan be like tracy morgan always plays be like he is the if you want a character who just 
wants to sound idiotic and maybe a bit stupid. They're like he he's, he's got a way of doing it. He's got a way. He's got the voice for it. Not to say Though, he's dumb, but it like like any character he can play a character who I, is I, I could be wrong less though. intelligent I, I think in hotel transylvania two and three he took over for the original guy for uh, the mummy that's right if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think so because the first guy was famous for about 15 minutes because of a very crass song that he wrote that got famous oh that i can say on this show as forget you oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's right that's right but anyway, yeah. But yeah, he was Tracy Jordan in 30 Rock. Okay. That's the thing he, I think he was most. That's right. That's right. I never thought I saw 30 Rock, but I, I never saw it either. But I that's I do remember commercials. Right. Anyway, Kingdom Hearts Connections. Mm. You want to guess how many? Three. Bigger. Five. Yes. Five. Ah, excellent. So do you want to guess one of them? Because you should be able to guess one. I think. Mm. If you really think about it. Oh, Zachary Levi. Yeah. <laughs> he does play Flynn Rider in yes. uh in a Kingdom Hearts three. three. Mm-hmm. Though he does the name does switch to Eugene Fitzherbert after that part of the game. Mm-hmm. But he's one of your companions that fights alongside you. Oh, okay. That makes sense. After even though te- even though technically Rapunzel does also, but after you get her back to the castle after you know you've taken out uh mother gothel mm-hmm. you don't get to have her in your party anymore because that but that's mostly because she no longer has her long hair that is true and she used the long hair to fight in her level so that's true kind of got cut off at the end of a, a little a little a little it's disappointing but i understand why yes uh we also have carrie walgren who was additional voices here and was the voice of the grid in in uh, kingdom hearts dream drop distance okay that would be the uh, Tron Legacy mm. uh, level, which makes sense because Fred Tadasior, who was played Melchior, one of the three mm. wise men, and the innkeeper number one, and the pottery vendor in this. Ah, gotcha. He played both Kevin Flynn and Clue in that level. Really? Yeah. Huh. So apparently he must do a good uh, Jeff Bridges. Mm. Michelle Ruff was additional voices in both. And lastly, we've got Roger Craig Smith, the Chamberlain and innkeeper number five in this. Mm. But in Kingdom Hearts, he played a corporal, the CDA agent, and trailer boy, uh, you know, from the Monsters Incorporated scene where an alligator got in the trailer. (laughs) That scene. Mm -hmm. But he's got a much better bigger role in what is now we consider a kingdom hearts spin-off connected franchise that we do include here because ultimate is uh, a kingdom hearts game oh god you know who yeah. yeah i know the game what's the game well smash brothers yeah yeah smash brothers but what game is this character originally from as it does share the character's name oh you put me on the spot good one um I'll give you one hint. We have reviewed two movies where he's cameoed. One movie in which he is a major character. And we have one reaction that we haven't done a review over in the same franchise. That was the sequel to the first one. However, Roger Craig Smith did not voice him in uh, the, the standalone films, but he did voice him in the uh, other, in the cameo. 
Sonic? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Sonic the Hedgehog. So yeah, that's my Kingdom Hearts connections for uh, this. Gotcha. Uh, what do we have in info and stuff? All right, so info and stuff. IMDb has a 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has a 43 score. It's available to watch on freebie for free. Uh, production was Columbia Pictures, uh, Affirm Films, Sony Pictures Animation, Walden Media, The Jim Henson Company, and Walden Media. That was the other weird name. Yeah, I Walden saw there, because it's like okay, Walden Media. I get because they did, they were in charge of the Narnia films, mm-hmm. but they've also done a couple other things that were like fantasy kids movies. So yeah, true. And uh, Franklin Entertainment. Uh, distribution was Sony Pictures release. Its runtime was an hour and 26 minutes. Release date um, on November 12th, 2017. It was released somewhere here in the United States. Where do you think it was? Where would it make the most sense? The Ark Encounter. In Kentucky, no, nowhere close. <laughs> nowhere close. I, I don't know. It's not a film festival because there's not any that play in November. No, no, no. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing it's a theater in California. Close. You'll be like, it was at the Regional Valley Theater, an historical landmark theater in Westwood, Los Angeles, California. Okay. Yeah. So you got the state right. <laughs> Well, I could have said L.A., but I assume you knew what I meant by California. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. It (laughs) wants. All right. Yeah. yeah. So it it debuted nationwide on November 17th of the same year. Going into box office, it had an estimated budget of uh, $20 million. Let's see. It's opening weekend on November 19th. It made... $9.8 $9.8 million. It's gross $40.8 million. And it's uh, international gross was $63.5 million. Home release for this film. The star was released on digital on February 6, 2008 and on DVD and Blu-ray on February 20th by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. And I don't think there's a sequel. <laughs> Where would they go? Uh, ministry next? Yeah. And then have to end that with the crucifixion? Our That's close- great for a kid's film. Yeah, exactly. Granted, we knew all that when we were that age, but still. Yeah. Well, some of us did. Maybe some of us don't. Fair enough. I'm just saying you can't exactly do a Passion of the Christ style. That is true, even though they're supposed to be doing a sequel. Once again, what would that be about? <laughs> of course, they didn't actually show the resurrection in that film. They did, but it was like very brief. Yeah, because it, was, it was, not, was not the focus. No. I guess, um, anyways, be like... If that's they, neither if, here nor there. If they ever come out with it. If it ever comes out. All right, so... <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me.
So, so that's all I have for. That's what I was waiting on. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I thought you were going. Info so, here's my next point. Oh, <laughs> no, it's all of our info stuff. Okay, let's yeah. get into the summary then. In nine months BC, fun fact, that's closer to two years in nine months BC. Mm-hmm. Mary is visited by an angel telling her she will bear the Messiah. A pygmy jerboa named Abby overhears and tells the other animals as mm-hmm. a star begins to grow glow brightly in the night. Hmm. Six months later, a young donkey is tired of milling wheat and wishes to join a traveling caravan so that he may feel important. An older donkey helps him escape the miller who owns them, and the young donkey ends up with an injured ankle at the house of Joseph and Mary, who have just celebrated their wedding. Mary takes the donkey in and names him Bo and reveals to Joseph that she is pregnant. With Joseph accepting Mary's situation after praying to God, during this time, Bo and his dove friend Dave plot to escape despite Mary's kindness, but end up staying three more months. Meanwhile, the three wise men and their camels, Felix, Cyrus, and Deborah, arrive at the home of King Herod. The wise men reveal their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but when they reveal that it is actually for the new king, he sends them on their way to meet him, but secretly sends his royal hunter and his two dogs, Thaddeus and Rufus, to find and kill the new king. As Joseph and Mary leave Nazareth in order to head to Bethlehem, Bo and Dave try to another escape, but are confronted by the dogs, who knew by the home, uh, by, who knew of the home by interrogating Abby. After learning that Joseph and Mary are not home, the hunter and his dogs leave to look for them. Feeling guilty, Bo decides to warn them, with Dave joining him. Along the way, they meet a friendly sheep named Ruth, who left her flock when she saw the star. They catch up to Joseph and Mary in time to warn them and hide them in a marketplace where the hunter ties up his dogs. Bo releases the cart that Joseph and Mary were using to roll down and cause a chain reaction that knocks the hunter down a well. However, he creates severe damage to the market in the process, and Joseph, unaware of the danger, tells Bo off for his actions. Upset with being rejected, Bo leaves, and Dave follows until they arrive at the royal caravan. While happy to have found it, Bo realizes that he liked being with Marion and tells Dave, who admits that he is not upset and that just wants Bo to be happy with his decision. Together, the two return and make up with Ruth and then convince a frustrated Joseph to talk to Mary. Mary admits it has been difficult for her and that she is scared of the, of the importance of the baby and they make up when Mary begins having contractions. They arrive at Bethlehem where Joseph is unable to find an inn for Mary. The miller, who just so happened to be there, kidnaps Bo and Dave and Ruth, leaving uh, and, and Ruth leaving to rescue him. Sorry, the wise men arrive as well, but the camels, who are aware of Herod's plot, are left tied to a post. Bo ends up in a stable where he meets a horse named Leah, a cow named Edith, and a goat named Zach. They reveal that they have not been able to sleep because the star's bright light has been shining through on their manger for nine months. Realizing this is where the baby is supposed to be, the animals help Bo escape, and he catches up with Dave and Ruth while spotting the hunter and his dogs. Bo finds Joseph and Mary and gets them back to the stable, while Dave runs into Cyrus, Felix, and Deborah and helps them escape their bonds. Ruth finds her flock, who had previously refused to follow her, and tries to convince them to help, but gets unexpected help when the angel who informs them and their shepherds that the Savior is coming... Bo manages to fight off Thaddeus and Rufus, but is outdone by the hunter. Suddenly, 
Ruth and her flock, the camels and Dave, arrive and dispatch them by having them hang from a cliff. The, the hunter lets the dogs fall, but they are saved by Bo, while the hunter himself falls to his death. All of the animals who are joined, now joined by Abby, who assumes the danger to be ongoing, and the redeemed Thaddeus and Rufus, shepherds, the three wise men arrive to see baby Jesus. Bo realizes that he's been carrying the new king the whole time. Deborah predicts that this event will be remembered around the world for years to come, which Cyrus and Felix both declare that she's crazy. After that, Joseph buys Bo from the miller. Bo and Dave and Ruth help him and Mary, and Mary raise Jesus. Getting into the trivia for this. I did not mention a certain cameo yes, that I happened to did. spot when I was doing this. Now, be aware that I am not truly besmirching this man's name, though I disagree with him on many, many levels. Yes. But Joel Osteen has a cameo in this film. He does. He voices one of the three wise men. The the the, uh, the second wise man in the middle. Yeah, the frankincense one. Yeah. He has like maybe two lines in the uh, whole film. Yeah. And so I didn't recognize that that, and granted, I don't think I'd know his voice if I heard it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I definitely didn't realize it was him until I was going through the cast list. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Cause like you, you mentioned it at one point before I watched it, I'm watching it. I was like, Oh, that's Olstein's voice. Cause I've listened to his podcast before. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, that's definitely Olstein. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the guy. I, yeah. But, uh, if you i'm not going to tell you what to believe i just said i don't like the guy mm. so yeah the markings on bo's back mm -hmm. make a cross yes the star is was produced by a firm films a company under sony that produces and distributes mainly conservative christian films mm. christopher Plummer played king herod in this in jesus of nazareth from 1977 mm. Plummer played played herod the great's son Herod Antipas mm. on the council that sends Jesus to death in the Easter story. This is Walden media's first animated film. Huh. This is the second time Mar Mariah Carey has sung a song for an animated religious movie. The first time was the Prince of Egypt, where she sang the song when you believe with the late Whitney Houston. Yes. This is the first animated film from Sony animation, not to have sony pictures image works do the animation instead right. cinecite studios provide the imagery and animation a significant departure from other sony animation films which had the animation and imagery of course provided by sony pictures image works mm -hmm. kristen chenowitz's character abby says she is a pygmy jerboa this is an actual animal described as a hopping desert rodent yes the mention of fine corinthian leather is a humorous nod to the 1975 TV advertisement for the Chrysler Cordoba. It starred actor Ricardo Montalban, mm. who extolled the features of the luxury car, which included seats available in fine Corinthian leather. <laughs> I was like, why in the world is he saying that? It's like, oh, of course. <laughs> it's Ricardo Montalban. So yeah, that's what I've got in trivia. I gotcha. So what do we got? Uh, what is your first like for this film? My first like would it uh, goes along to be like it's a decently told story. Uh, it gets a little murky here and there, but overall the story itself is very well told. And uh, you you have this uh, you 
basically have a princess story, but it's not a princess, it's a donkey <laughs> who 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 wants in more out of life. Huh? Yeah, in a sense, I agree with in you. In a sense, be like he he wants more, and he like he he finally gets his chance to be like he wants to get under getting under the 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 boring life he has, and uh, just so happens he runs into Mary and Joseph um, when they have to go to the has to go to the senses because uh, Caesar uh, um, what is what was well, Caesar Augustus? I think they said in this. Yeah, it's uh, yeah Caesar Augustus, which that would have been uh, type. Beer, no, not Tiberius. Uh, I'll look it up in a second, but uh, it definitely, uh, yeah, I'll get up on a nerd tangent about it, but um, yeah, it's it is a serviceable story. Be like, it's it's uh, like I said, it's got little hiccups here and there, but it is a serviceable film, it's a serviceable story, it's got some good moments in it, uh, definitely character wise. Um, yeah, it is. It's an enjoyable film. It's serviceable, and uh, it doesn't really um, track away from its source material. Uh-huh. And uh, it's it's serviceable. It's enjoyable. It's, it's an enjoyable little story. All right. Uh, my first like for this film is that. I mean, it's kind of obvious from the beginning how this story is going to go. Yeah. He wants to be uh, in the Royal Caravan because he wants to feel important. Mm-hmm. Ironically, he is technically in a Royal Caravan. Yeah. Because he just doesn't know it yet. He just doesn't know it until like the very end of the film. Uh huh. And um, there, there's, uh, I, I just, I, I like how, you know, he, Technically had what he wanted the whole time. Didn't know it mm-hmm. until like the very end. And he had to learn to actually be uh, loving and forgiving throughout yeah. the whole thing. So, Agreed. Yeah. He, he had to stop being selfish about his own, exactly. his own desires and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I particularly love the moment where uh, he, he leaves Barry and Joseph where he's just, he's been uh, ostracized by mm-hmm. Joseph and he just wanders off and they finally see the caravan. And he, well, he has these doubts because he sees the 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 torn ribbon, and uh, it's it's a really galvanizing moment for you know um, Bo's character, and I really appreciate that from a storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. It like it is a trope that is oh, tell as old as time, but it is like it's it's nice to see that in this film with a talking donkey and a bunch of other talking animals. Yeah. And uh, I, I like it where our, our, uh, our human characters don't understand our animals. They just sound like animals, <laughs> which I yeah. think is good because then we're going into if, Disney. If, if they had gone the full, you can talk. Yeah. Route, mm-hmm. That would have ruined the whole thing. Yo, oh yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, I, I do, I do like that moment where Bo comes to a decision. Does he go and fulfill his selfish dream or does he go back and help, the person who's mm-hmm. helped him the most and uh, make sure she's safe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like the little convergence where be like his, his, his dream was, was within sight. And mm-hmm. now he turns back to um, something that he finds more desiring than his own dream. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your second like, uh, no, actually you're just commenting. I was my, coming on yours. The way, the, oh, this is the way it flowed. It's like, well, you're kind of saying differently. Maybe we happen to have the same. Like, I wasn't sure. Right. Uh, Paul J. Yes. Balaam's donkey did talk. 
but he didn't him. talk to Mary and Joseph. He talked to Balaam, and that's a different thing. Yeah, different donkey. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that was your first? that was my number one. Okay. What's your number two? My number two is actually the the voice cast, especially with uh, Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zachary Levi, like his performance is golden. I love his performance as Joseph. Now, if you go to the scripture, you go to Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, John doesn't really have a whole lot to say. Or, or Joseph, sorry. Joseph yeah. doesn't have a whole lot to say. Joseph and, has like one scene really in the Bible. Yeah, where where the, the angel comes to him and says, yeah. be like, don't be afraid. Be like, you know, you know, be like Mary, you know, Mary, Mary. And uh, that's a weird one to say. Yeah. Um, but overall, but like they really f- kind of, they made him a character. They uh-huh. actually made him a character. And uh, I can't remember who's the, uh, the voice actor she does uh, Mary. Gabriel Rodriguez. Mary. I may have that. Let me double check. Yeah. That's a Gabriel. I'm not even Gabriel. Gabriel. But, uh, yeah, that was sorry, like, Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. I had the last name right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Gina Rodriguez. Be like, I think they, they do an excellent performance as their characters because Gina does this very, like, this very loving, very caring character of Mary. And, um, but like, it, it's very sincere. And then you have Joseph voiced by Zachary Levi. I'd be like, if you just chalked it up, be like, oh, it's Zachary Levi being Zachary Levi, or he's just being Flynn Rider. He is definitely channeling his Flynn Rider in this. He is. But the the uh the the dialogue in which they're given for uh oh, for I say I say is Flynn Rider. It's really more of the Eugene Fitzherbert than Flynn Rider. Yeah. Flynn Rider has got to be suave yeah. there and exactly have smolder. Yeah. You broke my smolder. <laughs> but when he's full Eugene yeah. Fitzherbert. He's still he's a little like, cocky, okay? He's still cocky, but I mean, but he's more, he's more like how he is in this film. Yeah. Where it's, all this stuff is happening, and I don't know what's going on, but I've got to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. I'm thinking more of him in the series than yes. the movie, but still. Yes. So if you want to listen to our full reaction, our full review of Tangle the Series, Rapunzel Tangle Adventure, go check out uh, previous many episodes. Many, many episodes. That took a while. That took a while. Yes, but it was it was worth the uh, the journey. But yeah, just like most of the performances in this movie were done very well. Uh, the the one that sh- when you said Joel Holstein, I was like, what the crap? Just and, just saying it's odd casting because I don't see him as a wise man. Huh. Uh, like overall, all the performances were very well done, but um. Definitely, um, crap. What's her name? Sorry, Gina. Gina. Yeah, Gina and uh, Zachary Levi did an amazing job uh, being Mary and Joseph because they're again Mary and Joseph throughout the scriptures, throughout uh, the the uh, the gospels. Be like, they really <laughs> don't get a whole lot of because Joseph's there, then he's gone. We think uh, he's, he's never brought it back up again. Yeah, but um, Mary is more like this background character for the most part uh, tries to go to get Jesus. I think he's gone a little. That's, that's the other scene. Joseph's in Cause he's going back to find Jesus after they lost. That's right. The son of God. God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm not saying they were bad parents by no means. No, they weren't. But can you just imagine you've been on the road for what a day or two, two days, two days, 
you think that your son is uh, among just hanging the out caravan? with I'm, I'm the caravan, kids? playing with the kids, only to realize not only is he not with the kids, he's probably still in Jerusalem. <laughs> then you go, oh crap, that's the son of God. We lost the, the son, son of God. God. <laughs> and they have to run back to get him. You know, their parents are like, please, Lord, please let us find your son. Tell us where he is. <laughs> We're sorry. We're just humans. Forgive us, please. <laughs> yeah. And of course, he's in the temple, temple where it's like, which Jesus says, where else would I be <laughs> doing my father's work? <laughs> well, y'all left me. I had to go home. Yeah. This is the closest I can get. Yeah. I can't exactly go back up. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Yes. It is not yet my time. <laughs> not yet my time. But. Uh... Woman. Jeez. I just no. I'm I'm thinking I, I know, ahead. No, and and that was not meant as being. I know. I know what you mean. Theologically, that's actually a very respectful term at the time. Yes, theologically. But yes. to to quote Mark Lowry, oh god, I said that to my mother. I would get whooped up the side. I don't remember. I don't know exactly how he said it, but I, I would not have been able to sit down for a week. <laughs> You're not kidding. But uh, it's like yeah, the the performances for the most part for this entire movie were done very well definitely um for mary and joseph because you, like their characters are a little more fleshed out definitely uh joseph's character uh-huh. and i just love that performance so much so yeah it's just uh the the voice cast in general so while i am not a big fan of the character herself mm. i like ruth's story in this yes agreed you don't like oh I don't really like the gotcha. character the character in Got this it. film. She's a little on the annoying side and but doesn't have the charm mm. that an annoying character can have that I kind yeah. of that, that will make uh-huh. me like them. Uh-huh. She's just an annoying character mm-hmm. for this. But the fact that I love I love the idea that you have this person, this girl, this we'll just say a young girl, mm-hmm. girl sheep, but whatever. Yeah. She le- has she sees the star has to know what it is. Can't get anyone to follow her. So she goes and finds out, even though, even though it's dangerous, she goes and finds out by herself for herself, mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. She leaves the flock. She takes a leap of faith, faith. even though it is against her nature. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then once she's for lack of a better term, saved a disciple yeah. in a way, I, I by that time they're kind of all on the we got to save G- we got to keep jesus safe yeah. so i can kind of go with i wouldn't say save per se because i don't think animals can get saved but right the, they, they make it their mission they make it, it their becomes mission. their what, what what i'm what i'm trying to say is uh her job now is not to, she, she's had to leave the flock and that's changed her as a person yeah or sheep, or sheep, sheeple. It's a sheeple, sheeple. <laughs> and then uh, she has, she goes, she's trying to find help, and she finds help in the in the form of a flock. So she's thinking, oh, more sheep, I can talk to them. Oh no, those are my, that's my flock. Mm-hmm. Okay, do I can I talk to them? Are they going to hate me? Mm-hmm. Are they going to think I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. And. It takes technically the an angel to help her, mm-hmm. even if that was unintentional help, right? To convince the other sheep to follow her because mm. she actually knew the right way, even yeah. though everyone else 
thought she was probably nuts. Right. Though I do have to admit, when she did the stomp and the lightning uh, flashed out, right. the first thing that came to my mind oh, boy. was from the movie Babe. Baram you, Baram you. It's like I said. I even said it while I was watching, and then the angel shows. Like, okay, yeah, that that also makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. It's like, oh yeah, duh. That that would that is going to happen here. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the idea of this character who she has to leave the flock to mm-hmm. leave the crowd leave the group that's going this way mm. to go find the truth yeah okay and then runs back into them and has to tell them the truth even though they will not believe her mm. until they see the power of god okay it's only the power of god that gets them to, to see what she's saying that's a good point i liked the way they showed that okay fair it's subtle mm-hmm Take notes, Christian movie directors. Subtle works amazing. I may have opinions. Uh, but not, yeah, yeah, not a boom, boom, boom mallet. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of does hit you over the head at the very end, yeah. but it's built to that where it's forgivable. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, I love the idea that you had you had the uh, the the story of someone who had to leave the crowd. Mm-hmm learn the truth come back and try to get and have to preach to the crowd basically with no idea if it was going to work or not it was probably assuming it wouldn't and with the power of god it did yeah only with the power of god did it so yeah yeah. i I like i like that so what's your third uh my third like would be the animation now hear me out i'm not gonna tell you the tell you the animation is bad no the animation is not bad be like if we look at the pictures that came out from sony pictures uh, like the one movie we reviewed this year, what's uh, uh, what did we do this year that was Sony? Oh, we did it for Bad Movie Month. No, that was two years ago that we did Emoji Movie. Oh, that's right, we did Emoji Movie that time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, most of the films that came out around that time, be like this they were. Just, yes, the Emoji Movie did come out around this time. It did, but I think 2016. I think. It, it was it would have been either the next project or the project yeah, right yeah. before yeah because like if you if you look at that slate of films we like they were not very good and i think sony just tried to do something different and there again this well, is a movie that has a limited it's a much limited budget it wasn't like this hundred thousand one hundred thousand dollars one hundred million dollars two hundred million dollars it's twenty million dollars and for what they did with the animation it's not bad definitely with there there, there are some glaring issues what i've seen uh but that is a limitation to its budget uh but i think what they did with the budget i think they did uh a pretty good job with animation um but i'll get into my dislikes about the animation later but to give the animation what it is due it is serviceable it's done very well um and yeah I'll give the props. I'll give the the animators due where it is due with the budget they had. It was done well to its budget. Okay. I, I just looked up the list of uh, Sony Pictures animated animated films. Okay. If you start with Hotel Transylvania 2 in 2015, <laughs> yep. it goes. Goosebumps also in 2015. 
open season scared silly in 2016 mm. surfs up to wave mania in 2017 oh gosh smurfs the lost village in 20, april 2017 then the emoji movie mm. in july of 17 the star in november of 17 mm. peter rabbit in february of 18 mm. and then hotel transylvania 3 i gotcha in uh 2018 so between what i would con have considered you know the two uh, high marks yeah because the the hotel transylvania movies were doing better than anything else they had yeah the time. agreed granted agreed. you're two movies away from spider-verse yeah so agreed i grant i actually did like uh goosebumps but that was a 2d 3d film mm -hmm. so or, you know composite film yes but yeah just to put this in context most of what they were doing right before this was cheap sequel bait mm -hmm. as cheap sequels and the emoji movie yes and then the first real thing i think that was really them pushing it was peter rabbit yeah because that's a lot because i those if you've not seen peter rabbit the fur on on the rabbits actually looks real mm. it looks like it's act it, they're all they're cg models but yeah. they look like all they did was like uh they did with the uh, underdog back in the day where they just animated the mouth mm. of a real dog mm. but anyway yeah but um yeah the animation's good for what it is in this film like it's serviceable i, I think they kind of they somebody definitely took a chance with this film yeah like yeah it, it, well, did, I mean, it didn't do bank but be like it, it's a serviceable film well i mean we, we know this was like the one time they did not use sony pictures image works which is normally right. who that does it they use right. cinesite yeah so obviously this was a side picture that they were doing hopefully to give them time to get peter rabbit done possibly because i'm sure that's what sony pictures image works was focusing on after they just got done doing the emoji movie probably which the emoji movie was not that bad it just wasn't that good either yeah true anyway um my third like for this film like i said in the uh spoiler free section mm -hmm. this film while it does take some liberties some creative licensing mm -hmm. with certain timetables and yes. different little things here and there where it counts it's right on like grant when when they're dropped when uh uh john's parents um zachary and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, martha martha thank you why'd, why'd you say, say that name, name? <laughs> we had the same thought exactly <laughs> anyway anyway when they drop mary off which i i thought literally when i saw that's like would that make sense oh yeah it does make sense because she mm. was hiding her pregnancy up mm. in the up at their place at the time well mm -hmm. i mean not necessarily hiding the pregnancy yeah. but that's why she was not in town yes uh and they do mention the whole thing of zachary zachary not or uh, zacchaeus actually zacchaeus. Zachary, zacchaeus having just been able to start speaking i love that line that love was because it. it's not right in your face it's like in the background as they're leaving oh yeah and, and they do they mention john they don't say john the baptist because he's no. not the baptist yet no, he's john they just say john and they go okay 
Yeah, but nice. You got you had that nice little callback. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's cool. Uh, to my knowledge, I didn't. I I, I need. I, I meant to go back and actually check where they were actually quoting scripture to see if they were paraphrasing. Yeah, or if they actually were quoting a specific version right of the Bible. But I didn't get a chance to do that. Okay, the timetable. Fair. Um, there. I did like that. At least the parts that were supposed to be scripture at least sounded like it was scripture right um and and like the little details like i like i like i said when uh she when, when ruth is trying to get the flock to listen to her and the angel of the lord is talking to the shepherds like grant i think that was supposed to be farther out of town mm. when that happened because right because not only did the shepherds just see that mm-hmm. the entire town of bethlehem just saw that uh-huh but uh, I-, I liked how it's like, oh yeah, this is an event in the story. We're not, we, it's, it's going to be a plot point because it doesn't really add much to the story we're telling, but we are True. including it. The only part they got wrong, and I will forgive them for this because nearly everybody does. Right. The three wise men were not at the birth. No, they weren't. They did not show up till uh, Jesus was like eight or nine after they had gotten back from Egypt yeah so like even like even the like you can even like and the star that they followed did not lead to the manger no it didn't it, it led to their home in and, Bethlehem. and only the wise men saw the star yeah not every, so, not yeah. everybody did so yeah, so I, I can see why they they would make the star the focus like yeah a, but it's just I, I i get it do not yeah. get me wrong yeah and for the most part i do forgive that but if we are talking about how accurate this is to the scriptural story mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest part that's not accurate yeah agreed but to some degree i forgive them because everybody gets that wrong you go to any nativity scene anyone mm-hmm. has set up anywhere the three wise men and the camels are there yeah despite the fact they shouldn't be yeah it should be just like mary joseph Jesus and, and, and by all technical accounts, we don't actually know how many wise men or kings no. they were. We just yeah. know they brought three gifts. Yeah. So and they were a magi. They, they, they yeah, the magi. They were magi. We say wise men or kings yeah. more for tradition at this mm-hmm. point, but you actually go back and look, it's magi. They're they they were scholars, basically. Yeah, scholars, astrologists, you know, uh-huh. that stuff. But uh if we look look at the what the nativity would have been when Jesus was born. It would have been Mary, Joseph, uh, maybe a couple of sheep, maybe and a shepherd or two, maybe a shepherd too, because the shepherd, like they, they, you the know, shepherds would have been there. The shepherds would have probably been. their donkey, because Mary did ride on the a donkey. donkey there, so he yeah. would be there. Yeah, um, there might have been whatever other animals were being stored in that stable, because mm-hmm. this was a stable at the end. Yeah, exactly. So they had to store the animals somewhere. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. They got what was right when it was the right time. Uh-huh. The things they got wrong, I can kind of forgive because the creative license, mm-hmm. even with the creative license, they yeah. they the focus was in the right spot. Right. It was it was not like we're trying to disprove mm-hmm. the story. And I was like, no, we're staying true to the themes of the story and the yeah. major events. Mm-hmm. Are we going to change a couple things for comedic purposes or for fun or just to make the story flow better? Yeah. Yes, because we don't have we're we're timing to tell a movie mm-hmm. and we have a secondary storyline that is interacting with the original story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we may have to change a couple things, but anyway. Yeah. 
that was my third like is even with the changes that they made to the original biblical story it was still all in service of the biblical story yeah and, and like you said be like they they they, they did it, did it if i can talk tonight a lot of it was abridgment if we're being honest. yeah it's more of an abridgment they're just collapsing stories in on yeah. each other to make a more cohesive we're, we're trying to cram as much as that story we can into one and yeah i think in some ways it'd be like it was a detriment to the story in some ways in some ways in, in some ways but we'll get that when we get there so yeah we need to go into dislikes now uh what's your first dislike uh my first dislike uh the third the third act in this film is just a mess in some ways be like the, the third act itself is like it's like rushed it is yeah. a it is a rushed point in the film where as I, soon as they get the, the contractions start yeah once the contractions start this thing just accelerates toward it, it starts barreling towards the end where I, they have to uh fix now, all these little plot lines and the whole bit i i just want to say yes that while i do not know the actual timetable of the birthing process yeah she held those contractions for a long time right because that was a day yeah it took for them to get from when the contractions started to when they got to the manger yeah a whole 24 hours so well some contractions can last up to like i, I know four, they can last that 48 long. hours and some go 40, quick and, 38 and, hours and admittedly it's not like they did the whole thing where her water broke yeah they did like, oh, the contractions are starting and they're extremely yeah. mild, so we right. gotta hurry. Right. But um, it's like, yeah, the, the third act was it seemed it was way too rushed. Because there again, they're trying to compile all these story these little story beats that are just kind of loosely connected and trying to cram them into one thing with the the hunter and the dogs, their story. The uh, the camel story, doing the forgiveness arc with them, yeah, the, with the, the dogs, arc. yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the uh, the camels, they're they're not really of a plot, but they're there. They, they are they, they are plot. They, they are the expositional givers. Yeah, the exposition. Of they are trying to explain everything that's going on with yeah. King Herod because we don't spend really any time with King Herod. Right, right, right. In fact, the. Christopher Plummer got off easy with this movie, if mm. we're being honest, because I think he has a total of three lines. He does. So, but I had to mention him. It's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, this this third act, just literally, they have to cram everything in there to get this story where if they would have wouldn't have had so many little, small little story beats in there to maybe, I don't know, streamline this story, the third act wouldn't have seemed so rushed and so just like jumbled up and they they throw in these other comedic characters they're like oh look at us we're funny ha ha ha, ha. uh as one reviewer i, I read i heard i uh, saw that it was like oh they just threw in these really dumb animals they they want to make kids jokes the entire time it's like well it's for kids it's a kids this film this is this is a family film yeah technically but i mean this is more aimed at the kids than the whole family yeah exactly but uh it's like they threw in the 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 animals in the the stall just it's like oh because we, we can't we can't be like we haven't slept in months because the star and it's just like okay telling the star wouldn't be there yet but nuance um 
and just like all of the stuff they just crammed into this third act and it was so con so congested and they had to you know try to nip all these little plot they they did mm -hmm. a, they did a decent job of trying to nip all of that in the bun but it was so just uh such so frustrating uh to get to the very end of the film it's like okay this was good but all this little stuff trying to jam together try mm -hmm. to like uh, to complete your story <laughs> was such a headache and plus be like uh did i throw that in there no but uh no i'll throw this one in here the 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 idea they they had to throw in the hunter they had to throw in the dogs they, they like the camels were there but they 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 emphasized them way too much they, like you said they were the expedition dump characters they were giving us all the information we know but um but oh my gosh it's like they, they had to wrap all these stories up in you know a good 10 minute block mm -hmm. 10 minute set and it was just such a headache it's like can't we just dump half of this and streamline our story and make it better but nope we got all this st stuffing in this story we have to congeal down to one thing and try to make it work and it doesn't really it works but it doesn't really work so yeah the third act is a mess they they clean it up at the very end but that transition from the beginning of the third act to the very end is so <laughs> messy well, the, the problem is, is you've got all these elements they bring in in the first and second act. Yes. You got so you've much. got Bo and you got Dave uh, traveling together. They have to get with Mary and Joseph. You bring in the the hunter and his dogs, so, so they can give them give more of a sense of suspense. I'm assuming yeah, is what they're exactly. there for. Yeah. So that you know, it's like, oh, we've got to stop. We we got to. Because that's the thing when you actually read the original story is there is no suspense on. No, it's not hey, supposed to be. We're in it. This movie fits into like between the verse that says, fits right in the verse that says, uh, and in those days, Caesar Augustus was mm -hmm. uh, required a census and everyone had to go back to their hometown. Mm -hmm. And because Joseph was the son of David, he had to go back to Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. So they arrived in Bethlehem, basically. Mm-hmm. They most of this film is taking place between that, yeah. So, or in pretty much in that sentence, so they are, they do have to take some story license, but they bring in so many different angles of characters. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Granted, you're making a movie you that's based on this story. You've already made the decision that the three wise men are going to be at the end, even though they should probably they shouldn't be. True. You've already made that decision, so you have to get the wise men there. And, of course, because this is a talking animal film, their animals have to be there. Yeah. Uh, you've got your main characters who have to be there, of course. Mm -hmm. And then you have, because we need the suspense, we bring in uh, two villain characters that are going to uh -huh. chase them. Plus, we have this other character that really felt like when they introduced her mm. was just to get Boaz to jump down the mountain. Though I just realized his name was Boaz, her name was Ruth. Yes, I, I, picked I them just caught that. Yeah, I picked them all. I was like, "Oh, don't tell me these characters are getting together, are we?" That sounds like a Leo the Lion problem that we should stay far, far away, away from. from. 
We we don't need or half, Shrek three. We don't need half mule, half sheep babies. Shul, shuls, <laughs> meep. No way! I just saw that episode of Doctor Who. We don't need the meep. <laughs> no beep. We do not need beep the meep. <laughs> My gosh, it's a weird episode. I can uh, anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, it's because you've got you had to do all you had these all these other little tiny stories that introduce these characters yeah. that you decided to keep active. Yes. I mean the only character that they introduced that does not show up at the end is Herod, and that's because you can't have Herod show up there. True. If he did, crap would be going down. Yeah. And it doesn't, and that can't happen. So okay. Um so fun fact, fun fact, because I'll be like they're getting history nerd, all of that. Yeah. So I kept thinking, well, I was trying to figure out which emperor would have been in power at the time. I kept thinking it was Tiberius, but it actually wasn't. It was actually uh Augustus, like Caesar right. Augustus. Uh that's so, what they said. Huh? That's what they said in the film. That is true. That is true. Because like I kept thinking it was like, no, that's the title. Because I thought be like, oh, it's just Caesar Augustus, because they just be like, oh, it's an Augustus, because yeah. or or he's the Roman emperor, or what have you. And it's like, oh yeah, because it is a Caesar Augustus. So yeah, good part of the movie. Okay, actually getting it right. So yeah, my are we on third dislikes. Uh no, second, second dislikes. Sorry. So my second dislike actually for this film. The animals that are staying at the barn where Bo gets took. Oh, them. gosh. Yeah, the third act. First off, none of these three characters are necessary. True. They add nothing to the film. The only one that's even remotely funny is the goat. But he's also the only one that makes sense that staying up that late is giving him trouble. He's the only one who looks like he stayed up that long. Yeah. Everyone else looks like they found a place to close their eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe during the day when the star was not as bright. You but, think? Uh, these three animals have no mm. character to them at all. They are good. They do fill out the grouping of animals at the end because it makes sense. But for the most part, you could have left them out and it would not have Very changed the true. story yes because you could have easily had this be the one time him slamming his head against the door worked yeah and that would actually i think been better if we're being honest yes but yeah the the animals at the end i didn't like them I got what's you. your third dislike uh well kind of backing up because i didn't get into my second one like, we kind of oh we, sorry. We, yeah we kind of jumped jumped ahead but it's fine uh kind of jumpy uh, like jumping i thought on... you had and i was helping okay no problem i'll be actually i was i was jumping off yours and like, oh. just, i was springboarding off of you and it just maybe sounded like i was my second but this second my second actually bouncing off of your your second dislike was actually the animals themselves be like you have most of them are just more annoying than anything be like Bo is Bo. be like he's he's the main character of the movie minus the star which the star doesn't really do anything except they're in shine um and he's it's it's a guiding light or technically according to the film the star technically is the holy spirit so that's what that's what they're implying yeah that's what they're implying. all the animals that are saying is We've never seen a new star in the sky before. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, the way astronomy works, 
A, we'd never see new stars yeah. because of how long it takes light to travel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's new stars in the new to us stars in the sky all the time mm-hmm. because stars that just came into being are uh, maybe a thousand years ago their light may just be getting here so yeah anyway sorry yeah but uh it's like yeah for the most part all the animals be like you have the stupid dove <laughs> i knew you wouldn't like dave dave, dave was annoying be like because all he he was the comic relief character and uh like he literally did nothing. I mean, like he he add he was a distraction at one point, and he gets like, uh, like most of the 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 animals in this movie are just kind of like, really, you're here. Uh-huh. The the dogs understand why they're there. It's they have the, a purpose. They have a least. purpose. It's it's the it's the fill the fill the story with tension. The, to, you needed a a, def, a a threat, a villain to be chasing them. Exactly, and you do at least show forgiveness to them at the end. Exactly, because so they're not evil characters; they're just doing their best that they can. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing what their master told them to do. Right, and now they have a new master. Now they have a new master, but uh, it's like yeah, for the most part, all the animals are just annoying as can be. Like it's a kids' movie. Do not get me wrong; kids like annoying animals, but adults don't. <laughs> And uh, they just they they grind on your nerves. Definitely the third act uh, introduction of all the the uh, the stable animals, chimneys. Be like, just have animals come in there, say hey. Be like, hey, we're here to help. Don't be like they 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 overtop this. Oh, we're sleep deprived. We have sleep deprivation. Ha ha! Look at we we're really funny. And then you get to the stupid camels. I get the feeling you don't like uh, these three. I wouldn't say I don't like them. It's just literally be like, like, like you said before, they're the expedition dump of characters. They just give you the information you need and they don't do a stinking thing through the entire film, uh-huh. except be like, make comedy. That's it. And be like, they're going to, I have no qualms against comedy. I think comedy is very good when it's done effectively, uh-huh. but when it's just more like, Oh, we're doing something stupid and then again it's a kids movie that's what you want but for me be like you want comedy you want a comedy a character comedy or a a cast of characters who their job is to make the the audience laugh and not look at them like really this is dumb <laughs> but uh that's like yeah i was i was very meh about all the animal characters like bo was okay the dogs mm-hmm. had a purpose and everybody else was like really and plus, they're they they were so much of this uh, valley between this uh, animation valley between the looking like a real animal and two and way over cartoony. Yeah, like Bo's eyes were like the biggest eyes you ever seen on a donkey. Uh, made donkeys uh-huh. <laughs> eyes look tame. Um, I like what Paul J. Powers dot com in, mm. in the chat is saying. Yes. Angels singing, shepherds visiting, and in the morning I'm making waffles. <laughs> yes, good job, Paul. Uh, PaulJPowers.com. Uh, but overall, be like, yeah, just the the animal characters were just annoying as can be, and just, but like you're you're trying to pump in comedy into a movie that be like you can do comedy in this kind of film but just making really really dumb characters doesn't work 
And uh, the third act introduction of three other characters didn't help either. So now I'm not saying be like, oh, this should be a real serious movie. Because uh-huh. I, I guarantee you, I've got a we got a couple <laughs> of friends that'll be like, it's like, well, they didn't do it right. It'd be like, it's too much of comedy. It's got to be serious. And why is this? And why is this? It's an ad- adaptation. People deal with it. But uh, yeah, the animals annoyed me. So that's my second dislike. What's your third? My third dislike. Uh, going back to my third like, the animation. The animation in this movie is, for the budget they have, is decent. But it is so fidgety. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, the, the human characters look half the way they're having a seizure. <laughs> they're uh-huh. having, like, some kind of epileptic seizure sometimes. I'm like, what the world's going on? And it's like, oh, yeah. Well, it didn't seem like it was fully rendered or rigged. But, like, understand me, like, you had a small budget. But it's like, Jiminy's. Like for a guy like myself who has Tourette's disorder and have a uh, a neurological tick, it's uh-huh. like, geez, like did all the human characters have ticks? Did the animals did all the animals have ticks? <laughs> they that time period, yes, they yes. all had ticks. Ha ha. I walked right into that one. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's like, yeah, if if this movie had a better, a bigger budget be like the animation would have been so much smoother but overall be like the animation i enjoyed the animation just the the jitters just really bugged me after them i'm like wait a minute did i just see the character jitter like in this one scene be like the character would just do this like it didn't have a stabilized rig and i was like that's disappointing so yeah shaky characters <laughs> were they all chihuahuas <laughs> No, but thankfully they didn't make another character to add to make more for comedy relief. <laughs> and then you'd have to explain how this Mexican dog got over here to <laughs> Israel. Oh my gosh, that, that's like the example of uh, what was it, it? It's like the the the, the racist mice from uh, Titanic. The legend, legend goes, goes on. on. <laughs> it's like, how did the mice get to get get to England? They're on tour. <laughs> We know Speedy Gonzalez because he knows our sister. He knows everybody's sister. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah, that's my third dislike. My third dislike for this film. There is an overall plasticiness. Yes, I agree. To this entire film. It feels like... Uh, what's the best example i can give uh toy story but toy story makes sense yeah because the characters are all supposed to be made out of plastic yeah this feels like i'm looking at a bunch of toys that are being moved around in in a way i i can i can see that point very well articulated toys mind you but there's a lot of places where it just feels like i am looking at a granted i'm sure to some degree Mm -hmm. like a lot of animated films are this was made to sell toys to some Possibly. degree, but, but you don't take your design from the physical models of mm-hmm. the toys when you're doing that. A lot of these characters just felt like they were, yeah, yes, they were cartoony, but they really felt more like they were based on mm-hmm. toys more than like, say, concept art mm-hmm. that the toys would then also be based on and would look slightly differently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the, the whole Fisher Price feeling of the film. Okay, I think uh, is is what really gets is what I don't like about the the feel of the 
not necessarily animation, but the character models, the textures, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, so yeah, that's my third dislike. Okay. So we need to rate this film. Yes. What are you rating it? Uh, I am going to rate it a 6.5. Be like, it's, it is a, it's a serviceable film. It is, it's got some good heart to it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just got, it's got a lot of issues, a lot yeah. of issues with this film. It's one of those films that's like, okay, I've watched it. I may never go back and just re go back and rewatch it. Maybe uh-huh. uh, it's currently free on freebie, freebie, which is Amazon prime. Yeah. Uh, but overall it was, it was serviceable, but it's just kind of like bland. Bill, I, 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 I appreciate what the movie was trying to do uh-huh. with trying to tell the nativity story and trying to tell it accurately and trying to, you know, give the, um, you know, salvation and hope yeah. story. And then you just have all these talking animals doing stupid stuff. <laughs> But there again, it's a kid's movie. So yeah, 6.5. I'm going to give it a 7. Oh, okay. Uh, for the most part, I was not offended as a as a Christian okay. with this film. Yeah. It was a very safely made film, which I appreciate to some degree in this instance. Right. That being said, this is no VeggieTales. No. And... It, it feels like it's not even trying it's it's doing some things that are funny but it's there's a lot of stuff here that just does not work so right, yeah fair i'm just giving it a seven yeah that's I'm, it's like I've, I've i've listened to a lot of commentary about this movie and there was a lot of it's like oh they know their audience they're pointing towards it's like well do you really know which audience you're pointing to because they're saying, be like, oh, it's only Christians who are going to watch this film. Well, you never know. Because that that's, I think it's a one good point about some of the films like yeah. these, that it's not so we're going to push this, like, agenda in your face. But it's more, it's trying to tell a good story. And it tells as a lo- good. And as long as it's telling a good story, I'm fine with it. And this actually does tell. Yeah. A pretty decent adaptation of the nativity. Yeah. There are differences granted and i if i had a kid that i took this to or i watched it with mm-hmm. i would make sure at least afterwards that they did understand what actually happened because i don't want yeah. them to think you know a there was a hunter chasing after jesus with two other yeah. two dogs and mm-hmm. a sheep that was you know i, I want to make sure they know what actually happened exactly and that this is just a fictional telling and a fun story yeah Based on that, yeah, because it, it it gives a good springboard to yeah. you know, sharing. That's somebody. That, that's really how I would approach this. But yeah, it's just a for what it is. It's yeah. not a bad film. Yeah, it's not a bad film. And uh, it's like, yeah, if if you ever get a chance, go watch it. Be like, it's a serviceable film. It's a good film in some ways. Some ways it's not. But uh, if you're wanting something that is not going to try to like jam a, a, a uh, something down your throat and just tell you a good story. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. And that's the thing. It is telling a good story. Mm-hmm. Agree. It is got an agenda. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's naturally told throughout the film. Yeah. So anyway, yes, let's uh, next week mm-hmm. or Friday. <laughs> yeah. This Friday, this Friday, if you're watching live, uh we are going to be doing our last film of the year yes with uh 
Well, I say film. It's more of a special. It is special. That came out only a couple, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm still surprised it exists. Yeah, that it actually got released. Yeah, Urkel saves Santa. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a couple of there's a couple of act there's a couple of uh, other things that that uh, that actor has done that I want to just be cameoed in here, oh, uh, just in the background. A certain chili hedgehog. dog, hedgehog, a certain hedgehog. Yeah, a certain hedgehog. Well, it would be something as I would be happy if just Colleen O'Shaughnessy, who voices Tails, yeah, voiced a character, voiced like an elf that Sonic had. Sonic Urkel had to help. I would be happy with something like that, and they yeah. make some reference to, I don't know, a plane called the Tornado. Yeah, you know, something like that. I don't know. I, I have no idea what this is, other than it's based on Family Matters from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. A television show that it has been 30 years since I watched. So I'm sure I'm going to miss some things because the last time I saw anything with those actors in it was when I watched Die Hard. <laughs> best at best, I still say that is Carl. They don't call him that. No. But that is Carl. <laughs> Happened to be. I don't remember where Family Matters is actually supposed to take place. I assume it's California, but it could be Florida. No, it's not Florida. It's definitely California. Yeah, it's so, not I mean, that part would, of California though. Would, how do you know he could be in LA? Grant, he may not have been a cop on the on the Nakatomi uh, Plaza beat, but anyway, yes, they're not connected at all because they're made by two entirely different companies. Yes, but anyway, Urkel saves Santa next week. Join us on the other side of the bumpers uh-huh. and we will get to talking about what we've been watching, some news, and then emotional damage. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Playing Games with Strangers, which is a family-friendly, actual play podcast where indie voice actors get together and play tabletop role-playing games. You can listen to the adventures unfold as they roll dice and slay monsters and have fun, all at playinggameswithstrangers.com. The Cellcast would also like to thank the following patrons, Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulJPowers.com, and Edwin Gonzalez. If you want to get your name shouted out on the show, special art from Jacob, and uncut episodes, and coming in 2024, the ability to uh, request films for us to review and possibly even join us on the show, uh, join us. You can donate to us over on Patreon.com. You can find the link in the show notes. So, Jacob, I have a question for you. What have you been watching? Well, uh, let's see. The The whole reason we had to postpone Friday's recording to Monday's recording uh-huh. is because I went with my fiance and my soon-to-be mother-in-law to go see White Christmas in a theater nearby. And I I remember watching White Christmas years ago, years and years and years ago. 
And uh, I remember parts of it, and there's other parts I'm like, what in the world is Big Crosby doing? Sisters, sisters. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, that's devoted sisters. That's as far as I actually know those words. Yes, that, that scene popped up. I'm like, oh my word. But uh, that that was absolutely hilarious to watch. And I think it's for Ashley B, it's kind of tricky in tradition, which next year when, when we're married, we might go see another film, <laughs> which I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. See, first year you had. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. A serious tale that wasn't originally a Christmas film. Yes. It became one because cbs needed something to air when they didn't think anyone was watching television true and they played it for 24 hours yes uh and then this year you did white christmas i guess next year would have to be miracle on 34th street maybe the original one maybe which means it's in black and light which means you'll have to deal I have no problem with black and white films. I know. I just like messing with you because I know, <laughs> I know you used to not be able to stand black and white films or Die Hard. <laughs> not in the same vein. I agree, agree, but it's still the best Christmas movie ever. Hard disagree, but let's move on. <laughs> so yes, I think that's all I've been watching. I've listened to a few podcasts. I think True Crime. Uh, surprise, surprise to anybody. Um, I, I started listening to this one. I can't remember the, the, the guy I disagree with him most of the time. And he had a guest on there who has been, uh, let's just say blocked for a long time and finally coming back to a certain platform. And, uh, I was like, okay, let's just give it a he shot. Elon Musk. No, Elon Musk let him back on Twitter. Elon Musk didn't get back on Twitter. He got back on key. Shut up. <laughs> By the way, folks, I have made the decision. The platform that used to be known as Twitter is not called X. No, 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 no. I take inspiration from Lord Xehanort himself. It is it, the platform is now called Key because it sounds cooler. But uh, the the certain the certain infamous uh, former talk show host, a nut actually. Uh, got on there and started ranting and raving about how everything else was his fault. Everyone was so many people. Yeah. Uh, started ranting and raving that everything around like this thing and this and this and this was the be like they, it was a conspiracy theory against me the entire time. And all they wanted to bring me down. If you don't understand this joke, you're gonna if you get it, you get it. You don't. You don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the guy from Fox News who was worried about the water turning the freaking frogs gay? No. <laughs> I think it actually is. Maybe. Because <laughs> you just don't know what I'm <laughs> quoting. No, I don't. But uh, I, I I listened to like a couple. I, I don't to, like, remember I'm, the I'm, guy's I'm, name. Yeah, I'll, I'll, was, I'll tell you at the end of the story. At the end of the show. There, there were, I just remember there being remix videos on the internet of this guy going crazy. Oh, I think I know you're the middle. Mr. Jones and me. I think that's his name, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I listened to like probably a not couple, the same guy. Then. Yeah, I, I started listening to a little bit of that episode, and I was like, "You're a nut." Click. <laughs> like I, I was, I was getting so mad about it, and I was like, "Nope, you're a quack." <laughs> but uh, no wonder they took you off platforms. <laughs> uh, so I started. I'd be like, and then I turned on another. Uh, uh, 
more soothing called another uh, true crime podcast. See, I, I was afraid you're going to talk about some other interview show where instead they were interviewing Donald Trump or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to torture I, myself that much. Not getting into politics no, at no, all. No, we're not. I'm just saying if there's someone I don't want to hear on a political talk show right now, it's Trump. Yeah, that's true. I keep trying to build this um, voice of Trump in my head, and I can't. <laughs> I can't do the voice, so but, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, but either or, either or. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think is what I've been watching, except for just White Christmas. And uh, yeah, that was a fun night. Let's just say that. All right. Yeah. What have you been? Well, for you, what have you been watching? What have you been playing? And what movie have you gone seen again? <laughs> Let's get the uh, easy one out of the way yeah. first, shall Roar. we? <laughs> so, folks, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast nation, this Thursday is my birthday. Yay! And I have a, in my family, we have a tradition mm -hmm. that, at least between me and mom, my dad didn't care because dad didn't like movies that much, mm -hmm. as much as we do. He yeah. likes some films, but fair. anyway, fair. Uh, that we go and watch a movie that is coming out for my birthday. She pays for my tickets, um, any drinks, and we have dinner mm -hmm. out. We had Juicy's this time, by the way. Nice. And the film that we were going to go see is Godzilla Minus One. Mm -hmm. What surprised me about 24 hours before... <laughs> I was to meet her in town. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to meet my dad there too, but he was going to, he, the original intention was that he was yes. going to just wait around in town and pick her up and then go home. Yeah. He decided to come with us. <laughs> right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do not get me wrong. I love my father. He was the only reason we did not invite him was not because he was not welcome. Right. We would have gladly had him there if he wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, he did. <laughs> uh, the reason we did not invite him is because this style film usually is not his kind of film. Yeah, not a cup of tea. Got it. Which is fair. Yeah. I don't expect everyone to like everything I like. Right. And there's just very, this sort of thing, just by description, because we're saying Godzilla. Yeah. What is your... When it comes to your mind, when you say the word Godzilla, uh, you not you only having watched, I think, what, three, four films? A, ha a handful of... Yeah, maybe five at the most. Uh, I think more of the more modern Godzilla, the American Godzilla films. Right. Where it's just be like, Godzilla trashes everything and stupid humans get in the way. It's goofy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. It's campy stuff. Yeah. It's not meant to be a dark, serious film. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a bit of a dark, serious film. Yeah. And because of the fact that it takes place during the American occupation of Japan, immediately following World War II, mm -hmm. a time period in which I was not 100% sure how my dad would react, much less mm -hmm. the fact that this is a subtitled only feature from mm -hmm. Japan, mm -hmm. they, you have to understand, these all add up to... In my mind, not my dad's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. So he surprised me about be, for my being there. And I think in his mind, and I understand this, he was thinking what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to go see Godzilla destroy stuff. Yeah. Granted, that's nine tenths of why any Godzilla fan goes to see a Godzilla exactly. movie. Is you're Zilla going to see Godzilla destroy stuff. Yeah. But this is not the focus of this film. Right. We have reviewed a film that kind of has the same start mm. to this. Okay. But I will say that this film was more hopeful than the film that we reviewed. Grave of the Fireflies? Yeah. You, That's and, what I thought. You didn't like this film. Now, going into Godzilla minus one and knowing it's taking place after that, of course, first thought, it being Godzilla, he's an atomic monster. My thought was going to be they're going to drop the atomic bomb on one of in either Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. And that's going to somehow awaken Godzilla. Mm-hmm. No, it's still the, uh, the uh, Godzilla is already on Odo Island. Really? Just like where they found him in Godzilla 54. Okay. He's not mutated yet. Mm. So he's a little lizard. He's, not little, but he's littler than he is later in the film. Okay. He would have been like twice the size of a palm tree. Oh, okay. Like he's okay, a okay. big boy. Let me, let me put this way. There is a scene where in the, in the opening of this film where you can see he is as tall as a lookout tower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tall enough that a person could run up and watch, try to watch stuff out at sea. Mm-hmm. And he's big enough that he can, hit that with a snout if he turns the right way gotcha and then one of the atomic testing events this time crossroads mm-hmm. which is that bikini at all yes is the one that mutates him but they don't spend a lot of time on it because let's face it much like uh bruce wayne's uh or batman's origin story and mm. spider-man's origin story uh-huh. and superman's origin story we don't need to see it see the origin story again to know what happened yes you just give a brief glimpse let us see what happened and then we move on mm-hmm. this film while it is as depressing as grave of the fireflies was yeah it earns the thing yeah it, there is not it, it's it's meant to show you this is the devastation that is going mm-hmm. on and then of course godzilla comes up and makes it worse mm-hmm. it follows the story of you you'll probably find this interesting there uh a, a found family basically yeah little daughter akiko mm-hmm. who is about two years old yeah at the climax of the film at the beginning she's barely she's not even one yet okay her adopted mother hmm. because uh because of the fire bombings and the par- and her parents were dying she shoved the, her mother shoved her in this girl's arms oh okay and said please take care of her mm-hmm. before she died yeah and this woman is uh, noriko who is just a citizen of tokyo mm-hmm. who survived the fire bombings yeah because the fire bombings were a lot worse than the atomic bombs were yeah in terms of how it affected people yeah and our main hero of this, uh, Koichi, mm-hmm. is a failed kamikaze pilot. That's all I hear. And he is facing PTSD throughout mm-hmm. the whole film. Shell shock. He, shell shock. Survivor's guilt by the end of this three times over. Mm. And... The human element of the story, 
I love the ending with the with the characters. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too much because honestly, Jacob, I say this to you knowing how you feel about tokusatsu in general Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not really your cup of tea but you put up with and you do enjoy it for what it is but it's not really your kind of thing i highly suggest you go watch this film okay yes there is godzilla blowing up stuff yes the atomic breath goes off and you feel the terror in Mm. this the there is a bit of a it does follow the formula of a godzilla film okay but it earns it every step of the way and by the end of this film despite all the darkness and the negativity and the depression mm-hmm. it ends correctly okay that's the best way i know how to say it it's the i'll say this it is the kind of endings we normally hate okay but it earns it i got gotcha. you that's the only way i can say it without spoiling anything granted now that this is in your head you'll probably figure out how it'll end about 30 minutes into the film but probably it's still that good and yeah it is subtitle only so we Mm. do not know when it comes to home video if we're going to get a dub a part of me doesn't want there to be a dub but a part of me would also appreciate a dub um it is that good okay it is there's a reason why i did see it twice okay i went and watched it again because i had when we didn't have a podcast right so yeah it is that good a film now granted i don't need to see it again in theaters Mm. not because the film was bad it's just like okay the second viewing confirmed as much as i enjoyed my second viewing Mm. it confirmed i got everything in the first viewing and then when it comes out on blu-ray he's gonna buy it in steelbook (laughs) probably (laughs) now i I have a godzilla collection that i must keep sorry not godzilla i have a kaiju yes collection (laughs) that i must continue to expand and I need to con- fix my Showa collection because Criterion really botched the packaging on the Showa era films package mm. because it looks real nice as a book. Because mm-hmm. you know, a book with in the back, it's yeah. got the little slots for all the discs to sit down yeah. to. And yeah, I had it on the back of the set for mm-hmm. two years, yeah, I believe. You did. I took it down because I got to looking at it and the discs were falling behind the cardboard. Oh, no. And there's glue back there that oh. can damage the disc. So I got that out there and I got to get it into some sleeves before mm-hmm. I lose it. Yeah. Because some of that stuff's hard to get a hold of right now Fair. outside of this collection. I don't need to buy all 15 films again. No, 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 no. But yeah go see godzilla minus one it is an excellent film i think it's only got till friday no thursday it only has till thursday right now wow and i can't suggest enough unfortunately i I think that means you're not going to have time to catch it in theaters especially since you have to drive to tyler to see it yeah but yeah i am i am sincerely thinking of putting it as a plus film next year i i, and I, I can already tell well. you who we're asking to come on to guests Nate. oh he's already he, he announced on his channel yes <laughs> anyone wants to review godzilla <laughs> minus one i um I, I offer myself as tribute <laughs> <laughs> it's like i will remember this and bring it up when we have a home video release and i can get this on schedule <laughs> oh my god but anyway yeah i I saw godzilla minus one so Um, i I do want to bring one thing up because when you went and watched it you put out this meme which was perfect (laughs) so yeah there's a scene about half i gotta tell the story yes real quick real quick (laughs) yeah i I love the story i have to tell the story 
about halfway through the film when uh before godzilla gets to tokyo but when our characters first meet him after he's mutated mm. um he's chasing them in this in this uh wooden boat uh-huh and there's a reason it's a wooden boat i won't get into it now right but they and one other boat are the only things out there uh to face this thing because they're trying to buy time for an older japanese battleship that got re uh issued uh, mm. to cow yeah to get back to the ogasawara islands from singapore And the other, as soon as Godzilla shows up, our, 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 let me put it this way, our first clue outside of the de- the deep sea fish coming back to the surface and you hearing the pop, 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 pop of the fish surfacing, which becomes a noise you listen for in the mix because, oh, Godzilla's here. <laughs> but uh, our first real clue is when Godzilla just comes up and bites and eats, eats the other ship and you're going, okay, now, there's a funny bit there in the story, but I'm not going to get into because right anyway but to the story the godzilla is chasing our hero ship <laughs> and i'm sitting there in the theater and, and my mind says this is like jaws my mom to my left says they took this from jaws my dad to my right <laughs> says and i and i quote and as i put in the meme you're gonna need a bigger, bigger boat, boat. <laughs> and I, I loved it i saw i, I did that and i was like i gotta remember this couple days later i'm searching through i was i was looking i was mm-hmm. reading news articles yeah trying to find out something about godzilla minus one hoping we may already knew a release date for the home video or mm-hmm. whatever or see how it was performing because you know this is what you do when there's a movie you like right and i came across this one article that had that picture from that scene so i did the thing i do to pilfer images off of sites that don't like you pilfering well i say they don't like you pilfering there's a certain web format that's a pain in, uh, image format on the mm-hmm. internet that's a pain in the butt to to work with yeah but i know how to convert it to a png and then i can do whatever i want with it right and i threw it up onto meme generator and i put right at the bottom you're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> I said, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yes. I posted it on uh, the Banter Fodder group page, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, do you remember uh, uh, James Hammer, who was on our Monsters Incorporated episode? Yes. He's gone and made another podcast with a group of friends called Banter Fodder, and I've been uh, in their group. I posted in there because I figure, A, I know there's Godzilla fans in there. Mm -hmm. B, definitely Jaws fans in there. Figure they'd get a kick out of it first rattle out of the bat it's not i didn't have the image posted one minute yet someone goes in and puts the asterisk and says your because technically i did get the quote wrong <laughs> whoop de doo <laughs> anyway so yeah i saw godzilla minus one twice twice <laughs> it deserved a second viewing i'm sorry it did um because there was there there was some, I did catch like a few things mm-hmm. different, but it was just because I now knew stuff was happening. I was mm-hmm. looking at different parts of the scene. Uh, but when I went back and watched, uh, I also watched this week. Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. The big one I want to talk about is for the past six months, I mm-hmm. believe, Team Four Star has been releasing commentaries 
on their uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged episodes. So I've been going back and watching those as they've come out. Okay. And they just finished Epilogue this week. Okay. You know, the where Trunks goes back and takes out the cyborgs, uh-huh. as they're known in that timeline in that show. Yeah. And Cell, and that whole thing is funny how they do that. But um, I don't, them talking about the ending of that show, yes, they do go into why they didn't originally go back and do season four. Mm-hmm. They This was recorded before the Boo Bits thing came out, so they couldn't talk about that yet. Yeah. But, uh, and, right, and a couple episodes of their, because I don't know if you know this, they have shorts, animated shorts now. Yeah. Uh, they did one called Dragon Shorts, and now they're doing uh, Home for Infinite Losers, showing all the villains in Hiffle. <laughs> you have to say it that way. Yeah. Working under Golf and Mez. <laughs> oh, my God. And it follows Cell primarily. Oh, too far. But, uh, there there's a couple of those that have come out that they couldn't talk about Mm -hmm. even though you see they do show clips in the video because the video was edited long after anyway uh but i did watch that that was a fun it was fun hearing about people who honestly were far more passionate about uh not just what they were doing but dragon ball in general i think far more than crunchyroll is oh and funimation is i got you because to some degree and granted funimation was willing to play ball toei wasn't Mm-hmm. Did I ever show you the clip you of, did. Uh, of the you audio did. recording that Funimation recorded for uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters? Yes. Of the replay of the the play the yes. the movie of uh-huh. the Cell games that was voiced by Team Four Star. Yes. <laughs> which was perfect. That's how you get them in there. And Toei said, "No way." To kind of mess with how mm-hmm. Marchand says about Toho. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, it's very obvious they cared more about that. And I really do appreciate how they ended that, especially when you consider they just started it as goofy thing that yeah. they were doing and having fun. But as it got on, you can tell they got more passionate. And yes, at the time the episodes were coming out, I was thinking this is taking too long. I don't care. Quit making other crap and put out the crap I want. <laughs> it was all about Drew. Not just all about me. It's I just know, like, I, I don't care about any of this other stuff. I right. only want to see Dragon Ball Z Bridge, and I can't be the only person who feels this way. Right. Quit trying to make money. Do this as a hobby. <laughs> but still be as excellent as you are. <laughs> Which is kind of how I sometimes feel when making this podcast. Anyway. Vegeta. We do appreciate every amount of support we get. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. But I do, and we do try to get you the best we you can for what little money we get yeah exactly all, all i gotta say with that is like vegeta 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 i'm hunting you <laughs> vegeta look more bald people there's the tall one the two short ones and vegeta look a pokemon i'm not a pokemon i'm chiaotzu chiaotzu you hear that vegeta it's a chiaotzu and i'm gonna catch it i keep telling you oh ah it didn't work vegeta that's because you have to damage it first snapper ah of course i'm going for a critical <laughs> i've had that memorized for 15 years you have to understand I imagine i can imagine oh my gosh oh my gosh so i, I wanted to tell this really quick story because i know we're going into tangents but uh so just like our first year yeah exactly so uh so last uh this previous sunday this previous sunday 
Uh, we get done with the performance. They do an amazing performance. Little hiccups yeah, I was here. Gonna, I was going to get into that next, how I was in a Christmas program yeah. last night. Uh, I thought it went off pretty well. Yes. There were some hiccups, but that happens. Yes. The show must go on. That is the one thing you learn from the very beginning when it yeah. comes to doing a performance is no matter what screws up, you pretend it didn't happen. And that was the way it was intended. Yes. So like strong and wrong. Yes. <laughs> to quote our choir director, <laughs> strong and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like John. <laughs> but uh, so we, we, we get, done, we get done with that. Be like great performance, little hiccups here and there, but there again, like you're an artist, you see everything and it goes wrong with things. Um, so I'm I'm locking up the church. This You're a critical it, reviewer, and you see everything that goes wrong with things. exactly, exactly. In all fairness, that I I notice things a lot more now than I did four years ago when we started. I got this you. Show. I got you. So uh, I'm locking up everything, making sure everything's locked up, and uh, so I get done. Or um, oh, who was it? Uh, oh no no no! Be like, I, I I run into John. I run into the, our choir director, John, uh-huh. and uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm already on my way over here." Be like, "Do you want me to lock up?" Sure thing. So I boogie on the way out, and I run to our friend Al Lampert, and uh, he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Be like, friend of the show and pretty much our tech senpai. Yeah, <laughs> you had to say that. I'm sorry if I ever have any question about tech. I'm going to him. That is true. And he's going to show me this cool thing that's entirely out of my price range. <laughs> <laughs> but be like, we be like, I said, uh, I, you know, run into him. I was trying to get out the door before the alarm goes off. Right. And uh, he's like, hey, do you want to go grab some food? And I was like, sure. Why not? So hop in his, hop in his vehicle. We go drive down to this uh, little restaurant that's absolutely amazing. I don't remember the name of it, but they serve amazing tacos where we live. It's amazing. Is and, this the, the one that's, uh, there's one he was telling me about that's in the old church's chicken. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah, that's I know which it. one you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it either, but yeah. I, I know where it is. Yeah, so we're we're walking outside. I'm, I'm going to be, be as P, PG as I can with this joke. it's freezing out there. Yeah, I know, it's, last it's night. cold. It was cold. So I, I get in the car, and I've got my drink, and I start to think. He started to pull out, and I was like, oh, crap. Where's my cup? Where's my cup? Where's my cup? And then it turns into a cup joke. Like... Like a guy would wear cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you and, really and, have to be careful sometimes what you say around now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So here, here's the problem. If anybody be like, you know, we've been doing this shit for five years almost, or five years now. We're coming four. up on five. Okay, four, like four like to Febu- half. The first weekend of February. February. Yeah. Well, technically the second weekend in January is when we recorded. Yeah. Uh, but the release mm-hmm. is in February. Yes. So with that said, we're almost five years out. And uh, for any amount of time, be like people know I get into giggle fits. No. <laughs> so Alice starts making this joke. Insert and- every clip. This has happened from the on the podcast here now. <laughs> and I start to get back into the three vayner joke. No, we, well, we it, was, it was dark. It was dark in his ago. vehicle, so you couldn't see it because I kept uh-huh. thinking that the entire time. So I am laughing so hard, my abs are hurting. Yeah, and to the point where I'm wheezing. It's like, hey, dude, be like, you, can you breathe? Sure, sure, sure. And he keeps going, He's just going and going. I am laughing so hard, it's not even funny. Yeah, <laughs> and to the point we get to a light, and all, all I was doing is sitting, <laughs> be like, I'm not joking, not laughing, not laughing at all. Hmm. 
and we're just both giggling beyond belief over a cup joke it happens <laughs> it does it, it happens. and it's 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 wonderful when you can just you know let let loose and just be goofy and silly be yourself uh-huh. uh, around people because most of the time you don't get to be yourself around others <laughs> the sad uh, part is we have a lot of this recorded somewhere and i don't want to go back and find it <laughs> but yeah it's, i thought it was funny because uh, I, I outside of uh meanwhile at castle grayskull oh gosh <laughs> uh so yeah that, that was a very fun little journey to go get tacos then talk about stuff <laughs> anyway yes so let's get into well i do still have one more thing ah, that i did play that's what i thought you did mention that yes i bought myself the birthday present hmm. baldur's gate 3 baldur's gate 3 okay i've heard of this it is a uh, based on D fifth edition okay it plays like D fifth edition or as much as you can simulate it in a video game environment ah it's actually very fun. It's got like, here's the cool thing about it. Every game that, you know, I, I know you've seen, you've played some games. Yes. Most games are linear, right? You play, mm-hmm. you do one event and that leads to another event, one level to another mm-hmm. level, so on and so forth. This, I've only been playing, I think a total of five or six hours by now. Right. This, include, this does not include restarts where I realized I needed to back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to replay sections because the one problem I really do have with this game is that the say auto save is not happening fast mm, enough. Fair. But um you would think it would at least do it when you leveled up, and it doesn't. But anyway, uh, because I've had to re-level up characters, which is annoying. But events occur in this that just because a random choice you made all of a sudden now this other character is like a devil now he's no longer a human he's a devil because he he got his patron mad oh because you did the right thing by not killing the person he was supposed to kill Hmm. because she was not actually evil Hmm. she was either way uh it's it's kind of cool like that was like your choice is actually while you are still playing a constructed game and there is a story mm-hmm. and you can only get off the rail so much. You're right. It is nice that at any time you can do something, you can make a mistake and you can have a bad role. Yeah. And it will affect everything and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. I mean, there are some things, but that takes the fun out of it true I, I like things like oh you failed the persuasion check now this dog is angry at you and you must kill it actually that never happens because i am good with dogs i the dog is nice and he actually is uh, running around with me and taking out uh uh skeletons all the live long day now nice so, either way uh yeah so i picked up that and i've been enjoying that game for the last a bit for the past week which is why i haven't watched much else fair uh except for of course what we're reviewing tonight so uh i guess pretty much what i've been playing why don't we go ahead and jump into the news yeah the cell cast news with your host jacob heron I'm going to let you get into the news. 
but I just remembered that we had two we guests guested on stuff earlier this week. Yes, we were both on the Rushmore show. Yes, uh, this uh, today mm-hmm. it was released today on yes. this recording. Where we uh, talked about our top four Santas. Yes, which was fun to do. Yes, it was. Also, I got to record a short clip for Geek Devotions for their uh, Com Talk episode on uh, whether Godzilla minus one was worth watching. Oh gosh, I can imagine your little clip. <laughs> My, okay, so there were two other clips that mm-hmm. they got recorded. One was from uh, Nate. Let's oh, be God. honest. Oh gosh! And the other was from Godzilla uh, Boy, <laughs> uh, Branson Boykin, which I don't know if you know who he is. I, I don't know. Uh, he's uh, he was the guy who was doing that Gospel by Gaslight. I was working on. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, that project is no longer active. Uh, but uh, he had gotten to go see it with his kid. And what was crazy is, and granted, if you have not watched. Godzilla minus one. Don't go listen to this episode because it spoils it. Gotcha. We all three went into depth of different scenes, and without planning it, he talked about the beginning. I talked about the middle, and Nathan talked about the end. <laughs> no planning went into that whatsoever, and then Dallas and Celeste fill in all the rest of the gaps. Nice. And the consensus was because uh, all three of us at the end said, "Go watch this film." Yes. <laughs> and everyone pretty much said, "Go watch this film." But anyway, sorry. I got you. What do we got in the news? All right. So, uh, thank you, Dila. You know, give Dila the right. credit is credit is due. Thank you, Drew, for Dila th- uh, says uh, you're welcome for a change. And apparently, I need to shut my mouth. What is wrong with you, Dila? I had to explain what happened. Oh, I kept you from actually being nice to Jacob for a change. I'm sorry. I had to get that out there because we should have brought it up in the what we've been watching segment, but we both forgot it happens. It happens. Oh, grumble all you want. I don't care. Let's move on. Jacob news. <laughs> all right. So Hayao Miyazaki's The Boy in the Heron has a magical opening weekend here in the United States. Shattering previous. Shattering. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Let me start over that. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki's The Boy in the Heron had a magical opening weekend here in the United States, shattering previous recording uh, records of the original anime of of an original anime not based on an IP. With a $12.8 million worldwide uh, release opening in 2,205 2, 2, theaters, the film has posted posted $4 million on Saturday after having a $5.55 million Friday. Do, uh, by doing this, uh, the widely accepted movie has added to, is able to set many, many new records uh, for an original th- uh, 2D in an, an anime film here in the United States box office. Um, yeah, so yeah, the boy and the heron are doing very well so apparently we need to go watch this thing at some point at some point we do yes. i actually got to see the trailer for this in front of my second viewing of godzilla minus one really it looks good yeah i agree all right so going into a little bit more news uh so apparently three films that never got to go be the light of day or the the bright lights of the theater is finally coming to theaters for a change you're welcome for me finding this Say what? I found this news story and put it in the Facebook group last week. 
Ah, you didn't see it, did no, you? No, I didn't see it. Okay, continue. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, three uh, featured films from Disney Pix- Disney Pixar. Uh, 20, uh, 2020 sold 2021 Luca and 2022's turning red will hit the big screens for the first time. Thanks Disney. Um, no, I wasn't mad about that at all. No, here's the cool thing about this. Do you know what caused them to decide to do this? No elemental. It was doing so, you know, it was only doing so, so yeah, the box office originally. And it wasn't. And apparently the reason was that they believed was, because they had been audiences had been trained mm. that these films were going to be hitting Disney Plus sooner rather than later. Yeah. People were just shooing the cost of going to the theater to watch Makes it sense. with their kids and instead waiting for it to come out on Disney Plus where they can watch it in the comfort of their own home. Fair. I get it. And yeah. that's been our problem yeah. with these releases straight to home video. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry. Streaming is home video. Yeah, it it's is. just what it is. Yeah, so that's what it's turned into. Uh, because Elementals happened to stay in the theater longer than other ones, be- not because it was doing poorly, but I think just because they had gotten some deal. Mm-hmm. It's like after a while, when people realize, oh, this isn't coming to Disney Plus that quick. Well, I guess we'll go see it in the theater, and it actually performed pretty well in the second half of its release schedule. It performed better there than the first half. Really? Yeah. Huh. I still haven't watched the movie. I have no idea if it's any good. Yeah. Now, Grant, be like, I've heard. Now, Grant, these are a bunch of people who are just be like, when everything sucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of people. Dialistic people are out there. That is true. For more on that, our Evangelion review is soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, let me get back to where I was. Thank you for the little more bit of a trivia. We'll be hitting the big screen nationwide for the first time. Thanks, Disney. Uh, in 2024, tickets are on sale starting January 2nd, 2024, for a special engagement theater running, which will invite moviegoers to experience all three films the way they were meant to be seen ahead of the studio of studios 2024 theater of Inside Inside Out 2. There so, here is my question for you, Jacob. What would that be? Are you going to the theater to watch any of these three films that we have re- watched and reviewed? Well, we've reviewed two of them. One of them we've only reacted to. True. Because we have not done a review on Soul yet. Yeah. But we, are you planning on going back and watching these films in theaters now that they're going to be there, even oh. if for only a limited time? Uh, I possibly i i think i think it would be a good thing because I, I i enjoyed luca look at what uh-huh. it was uh soul was okay so it was an okay but film it wasn't the greatest film it was it dried a little bit yeah uh turning red was fun turning red was fun so to get to see some of those films in theaters i might actually take the chance to actually go watch them i probably will not see soul okay just because i don't like the film okay fair uh I probably will not see Luca because, and I really do believe this, that film is not really, while it's made for a theater, Mm. it's not going to, I think, impress me more in a theater. It doesn't feel like it's something that I would have to go to a theater Uh to see. On the other hand, Turning Red, I will have to, I probably will have to because it ends with a kaiju battle. Yes. Between mother and daughter. (laughs) And I could smell a crossover coming with that one. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nate, if you're listening, we will be in touch exactly. whenever we get 
Well, no, because we've already reviewed Turning Red. We can always review it. <laughs> we only do that for the first year stuff when we had the different uh, review schedule, review format. Or, or here's a good idea. We go, we, we tell me like, hey, well, can we do it over on your show? Okay, I will tell you that I will do this. Okay, I will promise this. When those slots open up, uh-huh. if one is available, whether I paid for it or not, because <laughs> some of these I did get on the uh, the scholarship plan because of the guy who just kept buying, uh, did, did, wasn't reducing his pledge over there. Mm. We love one of those. Uh, that would be nice. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't have that many movies to review. So he, they just say, Oh, just give it to somebody else. And some of the ones that we're on tap to review Mm -hmm. are are done that way. But the next one where I have a chance to put it in, yes, I will put turning red on the list because it's got a Kaiju. Yeah. It's got a Kaiju fight in it and it's right up Nate's alley (laughs) in a way. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So, that would be fun to do. So Nate, be like, let we us know. We'll keep that on the schedule, on, yeah. on, on plans. Yes. All right. So we're getting another DC animated movie coming out again. Well, I mean, they do better than Marvel's animated films. So yeah. And considering Marvel's latest output on yeah. on on actual movies, yeah. maybe better than their live action films. Maybe. Well. Grant, I haven't seen most of the new stuff anyway, so. The Marvels is the first film in the MCU I am not seeing in a theater. Wow. I've not watched it yet, and I'm not going to the theater to pay the price. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not. Hmm. Okay, then. Because, A, I'm not that big a fan of Captain Marvel anyway, as from the first movie and from her appearances in Endgame. Yeah. While I like um, Kamala Khan, Kamala Khan and the other character from WandaVision. Rambo? Rambo, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Trouble. Trouble? Well, that's what she calls her in the first film. That is true in the first uh, film. She She calls her Trouble. Trouble. Um, I like those characters. They're done very well. And But at the same time, I've seen Marvel's output recently and it's really saying something that I did not finish the last three television shows they put out. Mm, that is and saying something. I, I will try second season of what if, mm-hmm. because the first season was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Granted, some of the stuff I'm probably not going to get if I've not seen the newer stuff, I'm guessing, but maybe at least the shows, the episodes were good. So yeah, we'll see. Okay. Fun fact, we actually recorded a review at one point of the first episode of Marvel's What If, but it never got released because we didn't have time to review the rest of them. Back on the old style TAS schedule, and I have no idea what happened to that audio. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I'm trivia-minded today. No, okay. All right. So, uh, based on the... um, Limited DC Comics series. Um, oh, what was this called? Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. Uh, they have created one a, of the most famous DC yes. graphic novels. Yes. Of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Yeah. Uh, I own a copy somewhere. Yes. 
uh, joined DC superheroes from across the multiverse for the first of three parts of the DC's new animated film, uh, film Justice League Crisis on Infinite, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1, which marks the beginning of the end of the Tomorrowverse story arc, whatever that is. Probably something they've been doing in the last couple movies. Probably. The official trailer for the new anime feature has arrived. Illustration, the cosmic threat facing the heroes from different realities. So, yeah, that's probably going to come out in the next day or so. Okay. Yeah. So that's all I have for the news. Unless you got something else that might be kaiju related. Not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah. So why don't we go into our review of the of emotional damage the anime, also known as Neon Genesis Evangelion. So yeah, I mentioned I forgot some things from that opening that I last week that I needed to make sure I uh I, I mentioned where I get it from. Yes. Because obviously every, uh, there's two bits of audio in there that's probably doesn't immediately rec- recognizable to anybody. Right. That is the Lost Four Kids opening YouTube video is not actually a Lost Four Kids opening to Evangelion because Four Kids never adapted Evangelion. Yes, thankfully. But this Lost Four Kids uh, opening video uh, YouTube video uh, is by Eagle Eight Burger. Uh, there's nothing in the video. It's oh, yeah, actually there is some stuff in the video. Now, granted, I intentionally only cut from a certain bit of that audio because mm-hmm. there is a joke in there. I don't feel comfortable putting on the show. Gotcha. Bear that in mind. Fair. Also, the emotional damage is that is from Stephen He's videos. Mm-hmm. So now that all of that is covered and I have to some degree, I need to mention this every week just so that, you know, copyright wise, no one can get a hold of us. <laughs> And even then, possibly they could. But moving on, right. <laughs> uh, cite my sources. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Neon Genesis Evangelion, episode three. As always, these episodes have two titles. Of course. One in Japanese, one in English. And in this yes. case, we have The Silent Phone, a transfer. Mm-hmm. Director was Hiroyuki Ishido. And of course, written by Hideki Anno. New cast members for this episode, we have Toji Suzuhara, who was voiced by Tomokazu Seki in the Japanese version, Joe Pisano in the ADV original dub, Brett Weaver in the ADV director's cut dub, mm. and Johnny Young Bosch in the Netflix dub. Yeah, what character does he play again? The uh, one that punches Shinji twice. Oh, yeah, the classmate. The class, that classmate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other classmate... 
Oh gosh, uh, him. Kinsuke Ida, who Kinsuke. apparently apparently likes doing uh uh military drills by himself in the middle of a field for no yeah. apparent no good yeah, reason. It's yeah. I'm sure that'll explain at some point. Uh in the Japanese version, he's voiced by Tetsuya Iwanga in the ADV dub, Kurt Stoll, and in the Netflix dub, Benjamin Diskin. Lastly, we have Hikari Horaki, which is the class president. Mm-hmm. Uh Played by Junko Iwao in the Japanese version, Carol Emerson in the ADV dub, and Abby Trot in the Netflix dub. In this episode, the angel that appears mm-hmm. actually have two angels in this episode. Yes. First is Sachiel again, but in this case, he is a simulation and not real. Mm-hmm. He is dead completely. We will never probably, I don't think we ever see him again. I could be wrong. You would know better than I. It's been a while. Yeah. Other also we get Shamshell. Sachi, I did not mention last week where Sachiel's name came from. So since he appeared here, I'm taking advantage. Sachiel is named after a cherub and resident of the first heaven. This angel is supposedly invoked from the south, possibly referenced in Sachiel's path towards Tokyo 3. Gotcha. In addition, the name Sachiel is likely sourced from the hebrew word that basically is the same thing meaning covering of god mm-hmm. shamshel the other the next one uh is named after the ruler of the fourth heaven i should point out that this is all jewish tradition more than yeah, anything else it is not actual jewish be- uh not, not scriptural beliefs i think even in judaism yeah. but less christianity yeah just want to put that out there mm-hmm. so we're not confusing anybody uh, but yeah, uh, Samshel is said to have guided the prophet Moses through paradise. Mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that these angels, I have no idea where they're getting these names from. Mm-hmm. The uh, But this none of this is in the Bible. No, it's just want to put that out there. Because they're, they're, they're just pulling from... They're pulling from Jewish mysticism, yeah. basically. So just be aware of that, that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of imagery in here that is pulled from Jewish mysticism along with Christianity and Mm -hmm. Judaism. So knowing that we're Christians, be aware that not all of this is stuff we actually believe. Good point. The notice board on the wall of the shelter Kensuke and Toji are in translates to Geo Shelter 334 Disaster Prevention Department, Tokyo 3, total floor space, 2,000 meters squared, maximum capacity, 250 people. There's only 250 people in that room. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, wow. No more than 250 people. Right. That is until someone decides they have to go use the restroom. Yeah. The notification on the TV screen says a special state of emergency has now been declared for the entire Kanto Chubu region surrounding the Tokai district. This is the district west of Tokyo proper. Ah, gotcha. In our world. Gotcha. Uh, Further information will be reported as it comes in, is what the rest of that said. At the end of the episode, Kinsuke is creating a 3D model on his computer. Some have confused it with Shamshell, but according to the production notes, he's actually trying to make a 3D model of the entry plug. It's a little inaccurate because it's based on memory from when he was in it. Makes sense. Yes. The version of Fly Me to the Moon that is mm-hmm. in the ADV and Japanese dubs of the film, of the show and this version is the normal version, this time sung by 
Yoko Takahashi. Yeah. Who is the singer of the main theme song of the show, Cruel Angel Thesis. Right. She also contributed theme songs to the following animes. Ah, my goddess, Pumpkin Scissors, Ranma One Half, and This Ugly Yet Beautiful World. Gotcha. And that's what I've got for uh, uh, trivia for this episode. What are your thoughts on this? My this is uh, obviously the third episode of like 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. But it's like obviously there you get episode one amazing. Episode two is like, what the crap's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh episode three is like okay. Now we are getting more proper into the characters, what's going on. Uh Shinji's already moved in with um Ritz, not Ritsko, sorry. Uh, crap. Wait, um, Masato. Masato. Yeah, Masato. Sorry. Was moved in Masato. I, I, I'm sorry, you, you were saying that. I was going, I know her name. Yeah, Masato. I, what is her name? Yeah. Like, I didn't read it because she I, she wasn't new this episode. No. But, uh, and so, be like, Shinji's learning more how to do things. He does everything kind of automatically, what people say. He doesn't do things of his own free will. He just does it because he believes that people do if if he does something for somebody they will give him praise for what he does and uh it's this this idea of, of a, a of a uh, a young man who's been severely traumatized and thinks that if he if he does something people will praise him for it and uh that's the whole reason he does things but uh and like to be frank these two episodes are kind of like you get this episode where Shinji, uh, episode three, we get Shinji who's back in the back in the violent seat of the Eva and uh encounters another angel and two of his classmates have to get out of the shelter and he has to save them from the angel. He winds uh-huh. up defeating the angel, and uh that's <laughs> basically what happens. <laughs> yeah, the entire episode. Like it's good, do not get me wrong. It's you know, again, but this, yeah, Ava. this episode is a very straightforward yeah, episode. Very straightforward. No, no, no. Um, the closest thing is you do get a mention of the hedgehog's dilemma, but they yes. don't explain really no, what it really is. Explained. And they also um, are showing that he's just the kind of person who, the way he's getting through life is just doing what people tell him to do. He yeah, doesn't exactly. really have any agency for himself. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this idea of the, the the hedgehog's dilemma. You have this idea where a person is so that they're so afraid that to get close to people they shut down. Uh-huh. And uh, I think in some ways, in some very small aspect, I can relate to that in some capacities. Where you're you're so scared, be like you're going to mess up or something like that. You're you don't want to be around people too much. Yeah, and uh, I can I remember being a lot younger and be kind of like, Oh, I can connect to that in some capacity. Uh-huh. But uh, obviously thank the Lord. I've kind of grown up a little bit more. Uh, so I think at one point in my life, I could connect with Shinji in some capacity, just do what people ask you to do. Cause that's the only thing you think to do. Um, Keep talking. I'm communicating. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, this episode, it's good. Cause they're going to be like, it's uh, like, uh Shinji's classmates uh become a a hazard in the story so Shinji has to act or at least Masato has to act uh-huh. <laughs> and uh Shinji has to like save them and so that kind of um solidifies their friendship af- before after um 
Oh, I had his name just a second ago. Uh, well, you Toji, yeah, Toji, be to like some degree. You are jumping into the next episode, kind of. Kind no, of. you really are because they don't really? make up until the end of episode four. That is right. That is so right. You have jumped into the next episode. I, I, I'm jumping the Ava. <laughs> In all honesty, these two episodes really do play better. Right, one right. Agreed. After the other, they kind of just merge. Which it'll be them. interesting when I get to the trivia for the next episode. Agreed. Uh, one to the point because uh, I just had his name. So I go Toji. Toji be like he's he's still kind of dealing with his sister getting hurt. And he blames the Ava pilot. He blames Shinji, and uh, he winds up, you know, clobbering him as he says in the uh, ADV, but ADV uh-huh. of a dub. Um, but um, it, it's like it does some really interesting character development, and we're starting to understand a little bit of what's going on. We don't understand it fully. You get into episode five, and you start really understanding things. <laughs> right like, oh a little bit but uh i think these these early episodes you're starting to learn a little bit more uh because obviously we learned be like the avas are not mechs they're uh-huh. something else we already have we already know that from the end of episode two yes even though we don't know what they are other than mm. biological yeah either way either way uh this is like like we said this is a very straightforward mm-hmm. episode yes uh, it is really event uh, events to event to event. Mm. Uh, it is an important one to get because here's the thing: Shinji does need friends. Yes, agree. He does not have any right now. No, he doesn't. And you can see that this is going to be the start of a friendship. Mm-hmm. And I do know that much because that is in uh, 1.0. You cannot advance, mm-hmm. which is where I actually ran into the story the first time. Yeah. Because we have not left where that movie was just, that franchise was just doing a scene by scene yeah, exactly. uh, re- tracing, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, this is important, at least to show that Shinji's not the kind of person who is able to make friends easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this, at least we are seeing the start of a friendship, even mm. though it has not solidified yet. Or it didn't start off in the the most it's not a the most happiest way to start a friendship yeah but it's also a very natural one that i have seen before yeah or similar ones but anyway uh there's a part of me wants to say something but i know what's gonna happen let's move on i'm not gonna say anything let's move on into episode four then okay which is rain after running away hedgehog's dilemma Mm -hmm. director for this episode was Suyoshi Kaga, mm-hmm. and I don't know who the writer was hmm. because IMDb lists Hidekiano, hmm. but I think it lists Hidekiano because Hidekiano wrote nine tenths of this. Oh, okay, okay, so I think I'm on the. Uh, I, I get to that. I will get to that. I, like, do, you, do you have the the writer? Because they did list a writer on one of the other things. Yeah. Ah, Akio Satsukawa, I think is what that said. Okay. Uh, so that's the one that actually wrote it, and I'll explain why in a minute. This episode has no new cast. Yeah. So I don't have anyone to talk about here. Yeah. Fair. In this episode, Ray is referred to as one of as the first children mm-hmm. for the first time in this episode. You're right. Uh, Shinji has already been referred to as the third in episode one, mm-hmm. clearly implying there's another pilot whom we have yet to meet. Mm-hmm. And I have a suspicion it's not Asuka. But I could be wrong there. I'm not saying a word. 
I have a suspicion it is a, similar to a person I saw in 2.0. You are you are not alone. Uh, a certain character who is wearing pink. <laughs> no, that was the she was on the cover of the third one. Because Asuka was on the cover of the second one. Are 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 you referring to someone who happened to land on Shinji in the first that first book movie? I'm not referring to Ray. No, landed on him. It's been a hot minute since I've oh, seen okay. the movie. So <laughs> either way. I, I, I suspect it's the guy from the end of that second movie that's on the moon. But I could be wrong. Nope. Anyway, Pop. this is the only episode that series creator Hideki Anno did not write uh. or co-write. At one point during production, uh, this episode was removed, and what is now episode five would have immediately followed episode three. Huh. However, it was later decided that that time needed to be devoted to establishing Shinji's character and relationships, so the episode was added back in. The result was that this episode was written after what is now episode five was already finished, mm -hmm. and Otto did not take a direct role in developing either the plot or the script. Huh. The version of Fly Me to the Moon at the end of the Japanese Native dubs of this one is once again the normal version that was sung by Yoko Takahashi, and much like episode two, it is minus the strings. Mm. Okay. So you kind of already said your thoughts on this in the last yes, episode. Yes, I did. But do you mistake. have anything else to add to Shinji moping around Japan? <laughs> or going on a walkabout, let's say. Yeah, he's going on a walkabout. Listening about. to his SDAT uh, tape recorder. Yes. And which I, I actually did some research on that, but I don't have any clear information yet. That's why I haven't brought it up. I gotcha. Yeah, the, the, the one that got me is like, okay, we were following Shinji the entire time. And be like, he's just wandering around, doesn't want to be around people. And just so happens, just so happens to stumble across the same area where Kinsuke is being well, hanging out. Granted, which is like, that's was, so ironic. Granted, this was after he said, I need to go home. Yeah. So he was already on his way back home and ran into. Or was he? G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. <laughs> or G.I. Wannabe. G.I. Joe Wannabe, yeah. Because he even says, oh, I just do this for fun. fun. It's not even serious. It's like, yeah. you're a weird kid. Just just a little. But anyway. It's Kinsuke. Uh, and then, obviously, they get uh, bamboozled by the uh, the nerve agents. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. And it's like, oh, be like, yeah, you're going to drive back to the court. Here, here's the thing I have a problem with this episode. So, Shinji just bails. He just leaves. Uh-huh. Even uh, Masato herself says, be like, this is probably best for him. Be like, being here, he's just miserable. Just let him go. Yeah. And then, no, of course, uh, Nerve shows up and be like, hey, we got to bring you back. And they drag him in front of his father. And uh, it's like, it's like, oh, we're going to revoke it. Then why the heck did you drag him all the way back to Nerve headquarters? All the way back to Tokyo 3. Government bureaucracy. I know. The thing that Japan is good at. Fair. And in fact, to quote Godzilla minus one, <laughs> information control is Japan's specialty. Okay, fair. This was not said in a very good light in that movie. 
but it's just but like they they drag it they drag him back to hq they they lecture him he quit it, either a he quits or he's dismissed because he didn't follow direct order or he left yeah which unlike a certain character who shows up later at the very end of the show and then pops up again in the movie which is okay this person got reinstated for and that's another part when we get to the We fun. will get there when we get there. Yeah, yeesh. Okay. No, no and, teasing. I'm trying not to. It's really hard. I know. <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. Yeah, okay. I, I, th- I think we've done this with each other both times with, like, other other series yeah. we reviewed. We, remember Tangled? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I knew by the by, before we finished episode season one, oh, I know about the blue hair. Yeah, I know who has it. Oh my gosh, that was your thing. Because stupid wikis have to show that on their front page for the whole series. <laughs> but but uh the, the series I, I I love how this episode ends is where be like Shinji is is it where he, he's on the platform? Uh-huh. And uh like Masato shows up oh, and I have issues with this scene. Yeah, uh, continue. Yeah, but I, I, I enjoy the scene a little bit. Be like, it's okay. Be like, oh, I'm home because everyone's expecting him on the train, but he actually stays. Right. right. Like, granted, the scene drags out beyond. Okay. Necessary. I, yeah, I do have to touch yes. on this now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I timed it. Yeah. I stopped the Netflix. I backed up. I counted how many, I, I counted the timestamp where that scene started mm-hmm. and the timestamp where it stopped. Now, Grant, this was not exact. This was where front of, or Netflix is jumping, but still 40 seconds of the same shot. This is not animating on ones. This is not animating <laughs> on twos. This is animating on, let's see, what's 40 seconds, 40 times 24. <laughs> not uh, animating? Of, of a single shot. Now, granted, I know that in later episodes, similar shots will become infamous an elevator scene yes Mm. but i'm sitting there going watching this scene and going do something (laughs) anything (laughs) but anyway no both more mics are on yeah they're on okay hopefully they're on Drew, Jacob, we lost I you. S- I hear him. Neko, I think you're having issue connection issues. Yes. Come in, Sogas. Do you read? Do you read us? Yes, Neko, we do. I think you are, are having, having problems. Having audio problems. Tech issues. Might I suggest not? using acme products (laughs) in the future i'm having problems too but while that's not that's not podcast related while e bear coyote i probably misspelled that does is not a fan (laughs) and he is supposed Supposed to be suing them soon. <laughs> that movie will ever come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to oh, years. That. Okay, back to back back to emotional damage. <laughs> uh, 
we were on me, weren't we? Yes, yeah, you were. 45 <laughs> seconds of them doing nothing. It's like, because the thing is, I knew what happened. Yeah. They finished the story and had to fill a time slot and had nothing else to put there and probably had no had more animation budget for this episode Maybe. to put there. So they decided to have a longer than normal uh establishing not establishing yeah. shot but uh yeah a longer than normal uh reflection shot on them looking at each other now granted i can see that happening in real life this is a television show mm. 10 seconds at tops at that point it's getting awkward there's no amount of cicada chirping that fixes it granted I will say I did like in this episode, they explained the cicada chirping and why it's so prevalent mm-hmm. in the soundtrack of this film. Yeah. Uh, the show. Yeah. So in the who, well, I, I do want to come to more of the show's defense with that. Yeah. Because with Hidekiano be like when he, when he, he, when he, he is, I, I will say I have seen a lot of Hidekiano stuff mm-hmm. after this point. Yes. He is an auteur when it comes to cinematography. And yeah. that is a lot of what he's doing here. Yeah. But as I mentioned earlier, mm. Hidekiano had almost nothing to do with this episode. That is true. You can't say Hidekiano. That is true. You can't use that as an excuse. This is some other guy who, uh, these are two other people who, bless their hearts, <laughs> just ran out of r- ran out of story before they ran out of time. Yeah. They, they, had, they had to stretch the scene out enough to. And that's all it is. It's filler. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I is this Dragon Ball level? This is worse than Dragon Ball level oh filler. Because, well, I take that back. Dragon Ball is worse because you got a man yelling into your ears the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, it, that was just a weird, like forty seconds. I'm thinking, are you going to do something? And finally, he says, "I'm home," and the episode ends. It's like, and that's and there's Ray spinning in the water. Yeah. While not fly me to the moon plays. I'm actually curious when I get to where that song actually plays in the soundtrack. Okay. If I am going to hate it there as much as I do <laughs> in the end credits, knowing what it's replacing. But anyway, oh that's my gosh. also here's a fun thing. I actually had to go back to this episode. Uh-huh. Go to where, go past the end credits to watch the next time on a segment. Mm-hmm. Because when I checked IMDb for this mm. episode, yeah. doing my initial cast list for this, trying to find people who weren't in it, it listed Asuka on one person. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, probably the one of the ADV dubs. Some, someone's agent got a little too giddy. And happy about putting making sure this person was mentioned on Evangelion because they did it a couple episodes early, four episodes early from wow. what I can see. Because I looked up when Oscar's first episode is, it's not for a bit. It's it's before it's before double digits, but yeah. we've got some time before Oscar's going to show up. She doesn't yeah. show up in episode four. Yeah, I, this is and this is why you should double check IMDb and get stuff wrong. Yeah, I did go back and watch. Okay, I didn't see Oscar. No. Anywhere in the main part of the episode, did they put it in because maybe she's got maybe a half second scene and they showed the character 
and maybe you got a vocal tick of something that technically was voiced by the act the, mm. the dub actors mm. no there's no oscar at all like, no there's not <sighs> germany you have failed me for the last time jeez anyway Anyways. I actually forgot Gendo was in this episode. Yeah, Gendo's in it. Gendo's he's in, in it, it, but he doesn't say a word. He just oh, oh, stares oh. down at Shinji. You are a disappointment. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my gosh, the show. I am looking forward to finding out why Gendo hates Shinji so much. Right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. Yeah. Watch the rebuild films. It's interesting. Also, I want to put in there because I didn't mention this earlier. Uh-huh. Um, the angel from episodes one and two mm-hmm. is called the third angel. Yes. This one was called the fourth. That means there's a first and second somewhere. Yes. And what I do remember of the rebuild films, I know I think this the first one because I think because that's the one on the cross, right? Down in the geo front, I think it's it's that guy. Yeah, I think so. Specifically, I'm saying guy because you know what Maybe. I'm referring to. Possibly. Okay, I'm just verifying because I, yeah. I think that's one of them, and the other one, I suspect, uh, is named after the same uh, uh, character from Jewish mythology, in which Fraser's ex-wife is named after. Close. That's all I'm going to say is close. We'll get there when we get there. Exactly. Next week, unless you've got anything no, to add. Like, you might be right. Maybe. I may be right, but more than likely, I'm crazy. crazy. Well, we do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on this show for crying out loud. Hey! <laughs> Thank well, you're the one who invited yourself. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. All right. Next week. We get the Ray double feature. Yes. I I say it that way because the English names, I believe, I believe Mm. it's the English names on both of these is just Ray 1 and Ray 2. The Japanese names, oh, I I think I like better, Ray Beyond the Heart and Showdown in Tokyo 3. Yes. I'm guessing Showdown in Tokyo 3 is the sniper episode. Yes. (laughs) That I also remember from that rebuild. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. Join us next week for that along with Urkel save Santa. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. Next week's going to be an interesting episode, folks. Yes. Also, January, we do have plans. Mm-hmm. We, we are not fully solidified yet, but yes. I'm going to at least have some stuff. We do need at least the first episode in January uh, on the schedule by next week because we do need. You mean to this save- Friday? This Friday, yeah. Because we do need to tell people what the next episode is next that week. That's true. So that is true. Uh, join us next uh, in January. We are going do, redoing Indie Shorts Month. So if you enjoyed that last year where we got to watch uh, an army of rabbits die, a cat turn into a demon, <laughs> the legendary Super Saiyan. Yes. And what was the other one? Uh, no, no, legendary Super Saiyan was by itself, wasn't it? Yes, I think or so. the legend, the Dragon Ball story. Yeah, because it's longer than it was longer than the others. Yes, uh, and then of course, 
rise of the mushroom kingdom you know, if you enjoyed those last year yeah we're going to try and do some other stuff mm-hmm. i think i may already know what mine is but i need to find out where it is mm. because where i thought it was it's not there the website's gone because it wasn't on youtube uh. it was on another service Got that it. is not there anymore because of consolidation Got it. Thank you, Warner Brothers Discovery. I think. I don't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. Join us next week for um, Urkel and, and and more emotional damage. Urkel causing emotional damage? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, but in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at G. George 759. His Twitter at G. George 759 and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. That's the wrong movie. Yeah. And no more talking donkeys. That's going to be a little hard considering we still have Shrek 2. Yeah. Shrek that's right. 3 Ogres in Time. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek 4, the not quite final chapter. There's a Shrek 5 coming. Yes. Not to mention we got two Puss in Boots Please. movies to review. True. <laughs>